Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we geek out hard over the penultimate episode of the final season of Game of Thrones. Geek Booner! And get into the crazy internet overreactions to the show. Joining us this week is returning guest and author Scott Weinstein, who has a new young adult sci-fi book out called Team of Steves. Scott's also a huge Game of Thrones fan, giving us the perfect opportunity to get a writer's take on the show and to turn you on to his book. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, May 15th, 2019. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Oh, hello, what's up, listener? How's it going? Thanks for joining us this week, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock! He's a nerd. And that felty in the dark, dank, smelly corner, well, that's Rugberto Bambino, but you can call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Would you believe I finished my beer already? Oh, God, Rugs. You haven't even started the show yet, and I'm already fucking one Man, beer down. He- Don't you usually go liquor, though? Neat? Yeah, the- today's a beer day. Okay. He's pre-gaming no, hard. No, no, no bourbon. This is a uh, a stout kind of day. Rugs is pre-gaming hmm. hard. Because it's Game of Thrones. Yes. It's more of a, a hearty thing. A, a mead. You need a mead yes. or an ale. Also joining us, very special returning guest. He is a producer on Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. Been there for over 20 years. Written a bunch of comics. He's got a new book out. And we went to art school together. It's Scott Weinstein. What's up, Scott? Hey guys, thanks for having me back. Welcome back. Three years and nine months later, we decided to have you back. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. I can deal with it. It's been that long. It's been a long Scott time. Scott was on Christ. episode left you. thirty-three that was released in August of twenty fifteen. Oh, more yeah. proof that Imran's a shit friend. Yes, I was now, just going to say that. You know what? It's not surprising that I'm a shitty friend, Scott. I think what's more surprising is we're still fucking here doing this four years later. How That's about great. Wait, so what what number are you on now? This is episode 274. Holy shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like 150 60 odd episode difference. It's fine. Oh, Lord, how do you guys, a lot. guys how do you have time to do anything else? I have no idea how this show It's on well, autopilot. Scott, not only that, but we're doing this episode and then we do bonus stuff for Patreon and I do my own show. There's two wow. more now. Yes. Oh, come on. Stop sucking your own dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's long enough. I mean, this guy works at Saturday Night Live. He has to like, he sees like this fucking massive fucking train ride have to, has to happen. We just sit down and talk. Yeah, we just yeah, record really. some bullshit. Yeah, but Saturday Night Live is like autopilot at this point, right? Oh yeah, it happens almost by itself now. Um, <laughs> you guys like have a little cottage industry going. This is good. We're, we're growing our brand. We got a nice, strong community. What was the site? Shit, there was a site a couple of years ago that like they started that they actually started their own convention. Oh, crap. Uh, and it's and it's all done now. Oh, Exotica. No, it was like <laughs> Awesome Con or something like that. Oh, was it like a podcasting con? 
Nah, it turned into like whatever. It was a whole. It was like a. It was a comic con, but they did, yeah, like like they started doing podcasts. They just did tons and tons and tons. It wasn't Nerdist. It was like before Nerdist. Oh and then they, like, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. But there, you know, the amount of podcasts and comic book conventions that have come and gone in the last four years. It's hard to sustain that. It takes a lot. Oh, of yeah. Scott is also our latest Patreon patron on the Jock and Nerd podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your oh, support. Welcome. Yeah, that's great. You're welcome. Well, and in, yeah, thanks a lot, dude. In return, we're going to try to help you move some books. Uh, it's the least we can do. But before we get to your new book, we have to talk about the latest thing that the internet is mad at and that's game of thrones <laughs> let's get to it baby. the jock, jock and nerd podcast scott check this out we got the night king hey everybody how are you what's up <laughs> vladimir Furdik, the night king of game of thrones here is that him now for real back yep yeah relax and enjoy the jock and nerd game of thrones season eight episode five enjoy the last season because this will be one of the best season ever I mean, come on! What other That's podcast? That's awesome, and it explains why he never said a word in the show. Yes, yes. We, what, where do you think he is, Scott? You hear all like the the background noise. Like, where do you think he is? Where can he possibly be? I assume back in his coffin where he came from. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like like a, he's in an aviary, yeah, like a botanical garden. Yeah, yeah. He's in the biodome. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Holy shit! So, Scott, you've been uh, watching Game of Thrones from the beginning. I have, wow. yeah. Wow, so from uh, episode one back in, uh, what was it 2011 did the show start? 2011? Yeah, I guess, yeah, they, they said yeah, the kids have been around for like 10 years, yeah. Damn, so look, this, uh, we're at episode five, the final season, uh, episode titled The Bells, and before we get to anyone's reaction, I'm going to kind of sum up what the internet uh, reaction oh is in a, in, a, in a series of sound clips right here. Oh. This is basically what happens after every Game of Thrones episode airs. Shame. Shame. Fuck that show. Shame. Shame. That's a big fuck up right there. Shame. Shame. I think that's a pretty accurate uh representation. It sounded too calm. Of Twitter. Yeah. Yes. It's I feel I feel like yeah, Twitter and, and <laughs> social media in general is just more of an uproar. Imagine that just multiplied by a thousand. It, it is literally like I would imagine like Battle of the Bastards where you got one side lined up and the other side yes. just charging. Let's go. Break it. Now, yeah. Scott, when you Come watch Game of Thrones, do you check Twitter at all Like as you're watching it? No, because I'm usually a little behind. I, like, I'm either... This season, I'm, I'm, I'm watching Night Of because I, I know you have better. To. Yes. Have yeah. To. But before that, like I would, I typically like don't because I don't want to... Like, I'm usually a day or so behind. I don't want to... like. Yeah, it, it gets spoiled. Even when people are saying, like, no spoiler, but you know, just by one word they put up, like, when everyone tweeted Aria, you're like, oh, fucking Aria, this, you know, she did something great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. I mean, these memes go up right away. Uh, here's the thing as divisive as this season eight is, the Bells uh, broke a record for the most views of any Game of Thrones episode ever with 18.4 million viewers. Tuning in. Oh, shit. that's a new record for the Thrones. So they've had the highest ratings ever. They've got the, and a yeah. roller coaster of fan fucking reactions. I say let's just start with some biggest moments. Anthony, you said something interesting earlier today. There's kind of <laughs> two ways to really talk about this episode right now. What are those two ways? There's yeah. There's exactly two ways. There's 
there's the the reaction from the internet, which is like its own conversation, yeah. just because of how wild it's been. Yes, especially these last three episodes. So there's that, which is its own thing to talk about, and then there's the episode itself and what you thought about it. So there's internet reaction and how divisive and crazy it's been, and episode. So. I'm willing to talk about Ether because I have opinions on both. <laughs> well, let's start with the actual <laughs> fucking episode that was okay. delivered. Uh, Scott, you're the guest. I'm going to have you go first. Wh- when this fucking crazy episode ended, where where was your head? What were you thinking? What was your reaction? I was think. Well, a I I I really enjoyed it. Like, I, it's just it was fun. Like, I mean, not fun, but it was it was intense. <laughs> it was great. The stuff with the drag with uh, Daenerys and like the coming in from the sun with the sun behind yeah. her was such a cool move. And like, I liked that they figured out how to get around the crossbows and even leading into that with her, like talking to Jon Snow and, and the thing where they would, they don't basically when she said, they don't love me. They'll never love me. So it has to be fear was such a great moment. And uh, yeah, everything kind of leading up to when she went insane was great. And it, I, I, I was sort of scratching my head when she torched the town. <laughs> this is the short of it. I think the way the the past two seasons have been so like decompressed and just boom, 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 get yeah, to the point. Yeah. You don't have time to live in that she's slowly losing her mind, and you they they kind of laid the groundwork for that for the past few episodes. But I feel like they've pushed it so fast that like it is a turn that a lot of people are having trouble accepting. Would but, this be compressed? Like this is the opposite of what The Walking Dead was doing. Walking Dead was decompressing the shit out of it. This is all like comp- like com- compressing it down real tight get to the fucking point keep it moving i was like it's like the cliff notes version of yes, the season yes. it's just like boom here yeah and someone i think it was it, there was an article i think you sent around that they had a good point that she was basically has spent the past whatever her entire life yep. she's being she's been raped abused assaulted she's not a clean she's not a clear thinking person and she's not going to drop her vengeance at the this is what she's been focusing her anger on for years now and she's going to be robbed of that moment because everyone's level-headed and surrenders like it it tracks that she would do that it does i understand why people don't get why she jumped sure. to that so quick sure. but they've been setting Ooh, it up for years love it anthony yes opening reaction <laughs> i love that scott's on this side okay um so this episode i i enjoyed it as well for me it comes down to the fact there's two things first off I, the there's obviously Daenerys' moment, which I'll get to, but I really enjoyed Arya and the Hounds moments oh, yeah. in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually the best part of this episode. As far as Danny's turn, I will fully admit, or I will fully agree with anyone that goes, these last two seasons, especially this season, has been a little too short. We needed a little more, a few more episodes to kind of just get the feel of why these characters. I I agree, like these characters are turning a lot quicker than they normally would. In the past six seasons, I fully admit that. That being said, Danny's turn has been built up this entire season. She literally says, as Scott mentions, "Fine, it's fear." Then yep. when she realizes that um, John's just not that John's into not her, her anymore, John's not yeah, into but her. That's written in that episode, yeah. like two minutes before it happens. Well, so okay, it's not, it's okay. not really foreshadowing. But three season two, she has that vision. Yes, everyone's talking about. That's snow. No, that was ash. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. 
in what season four or five, she crucifies 163 Marine people. <laughs> Doesn't she alive? She actually what season? I think it's two. Also, she says, "When I get my dragons, I will raise every city right. that that stands she's, up against me." She's she had psychotic it. tendencies. Oh, yeah. It's the thing. It's the only thing is it's been she's been doing it to people that we consider quote unquote evil. Right. So we've been okay with this. Yeah. Right. She's always been crazy. She's always been crazy. So yes, I admit that like. They could have decompressed us a little more and had more seasons, but this has been within her character the entire time. This episode for me is about Danny and Arya, and it's about succumbing to your most evil nature, Danny. Yes. Which she does. Yep. Arya, one track mine, I've been living my life to be an assassin. She realizes in the moment she talks to the hound, there's more to life than just being an assassin. She goes the assassin. other way. She goes the other yeah. way. That's what this episode's about. It's the yeah. dichotomy of giving in to your most evil impulses or realizing that, hey, there's more to life than just doing what I like being the person that I'm supposed to be. So for me, it was an awesome episode. I can talk about the internet all I want, but for me, I really enjoyed this episode and um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Rugs, opening thoughts. What was your opening reaction? Well, well let's see here. Um, I, let me make the, the first disclaimer is that I get exactly why all this stuff happened and why they went this way. And I understand all of the, the, the seeds that they built in and the, 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 they kind of, uh, capitalized on these little things that they dropped in there to create this character in this light. But if you look at before the last two seasons, that's when George started, stopped writing the books. George R.R. R. Martin stopped writing the books. Um, and D&D started writing it themselves. They were kind of putting situations where Danny is going to be hated by everybody for no apparent reason. Mm. Like, why does everybody hate her? Like, she freed a bunch of people. She she pulled herself up by their bootstraps and, and made something of herself. Why are people shitting on her? Mm. She didn't, like, do any of the things that the Lannisters did. But no so, one in Westeros knows that. But that's what I'm saying. There's no real reason other than... The Targaryen name, really. That's it. Yeah. That's the only reason. So there's no real reason that she would be evil. So, like, I understand she turns evil because everybody she thinks that no one loves her. But there's no reason for people not to love her. She didn't do anything wrong. At that. I mean, nothing terrible to the point where you're like, you could probably say, oh, she killed a bunch of people, but they were all slave owners. You could, they, you know, she, she her, one of her dragons killed somebody and she felt terrible about it and he locked her dragons up. Like, so it's like, not like she had no remorse and she, and she always had her advisors there that were helping her out and, and all that stuff. So they conveniently wrote her as this bad character. That everybody automatically hates, but there's no real, real, real reason to hate her. There was like they were just talking about that they hate her, but they don't know. No one knows why. If she would have done something horrible for the people to hate her. Like I think that if you're under an oppressive ruler like Cersei, and then this person comes in to, to get rid of her, you're like, yeah, we're you know, there's no. It was just written that you're they're supposed to hate her for some. Every, well, that, she and, did Dracarys people who wouldn't bend a knee. Yeah, That's but no not, one liked those people. Right. Not even the Sam didn't even Sam Tarly didn't even like that guy. He would know that was his that was his, his dad. dad he was said, a dick. He took his took the sword. Well, the thing is though is that her dad is a target. So she's coming back on name only, and no one knows that she's freed all those cities in Essos. No one knows that she's even battled the Night King. Right. So all she's so her rep is bad. That's I think what they're getting. But that's at. the thing. Her rep should be good because she swoops in, saves Jon Snow, saves all the people that end up saving everybody. So wouldn't the word get out that she is a good person? So they the the show just conveniently wrote her as that she's bad. They didn't ever temper that with anything else. 
So I felt that that was a little bit uneven. I don't feel like they think she's bad as much as she she was given she's loss after foreign. loss after loss. She's foreign. She things aren't going the way she thought. She's got no support. She's lost everyone, and then she finally just becomes who well she was always going to be. That makes more sense than she was bad the whole time, mm. which is what yeah that is everybody a, else is saying. That is a theory. Look, my reaction when this show ended. I was like, oh, Game of Thrones is back. This was my favorite <laughs> episode of the season. I was a little critical on the last two seasons, but this Game of Thrones reminded me. Two seasons or two episodes? Two episodes. Last okay. two episodes. This this episode gave me everything I love of Game of Thrones, which is uh, uh, not knowing who to really root for. When this show makes me care for the Lannisters, is it's amazing how, and I did. I felt bad for Cersei at the end. Uh, the way her the performances were were amazing. The the direction, the action, the performances top notch. The writing a little forced. I you know they just needed more episodes. But fuck, dude, that was I was I went from cheering for Danny when she comes in and blows up the boats to being horrified by her decision. Now I've read some articles uh, from historians where there are some examples where where rulers have raised whole cities to send a message. Sure. You know, well, of course, this kind of, of stuff does happen. This is love. This is war. I mean, this, this is, is the this shit is, yeah. that fucking Vladimir uh, Vlad Tepes did, you know? Yes. The uh, Impaler. Yeah. yeah. Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. That was he would fucking he fucked up his whole city just yeah. to sh- send the message like, don't fuck with me. So uh, we have Daenerys, who is supposedly a a person who freed a bunch of people all of a sudden turned to be Vlad the Impaler. Well, I, it's I think it's it's that's oversimplification because like. A, we're looking at it through the mirror of modern times, mm-hmm. and like you know, you we, you know, we invade Iraq and like we help rebuild it. Yeah. Like that's that's purely the past like twenty years. Normal war, it's like this is a feudal. These are feudal times. Normal wars, just they do raise everything. It's it is completely destroyed. And I don't think it's a good or bad thing. I think it's just that's how you conquer. It's it's very you can't winning the hearts and minds of people is a very 20th or 21st century idea but there is you have to admit though that vlad the impaler is painted as an evil person and then other people who have done the exact same thing are depicted like as liberators heroic. yeah mm. that's the, it's the the victor's right history yeah yeah, yeah. it's whoever i mean survives. it's written it's written for this to rug's point i'll agree danny's not a, a, a hero, hero heroic person or heroine by this point she's she has written this is there's no redemption for this character no. Yeah, there's no going back. Like the, the only redemption, I don't mean to get into predictions right away, but the only redemption for her is to realize at the end that she's not the right person and kill herself. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. But that but that's the only way you could write this character into a a, a position where where the ki- people that have named their kids Khaleesi can feel a little better. Oh, about oh okay. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, if you feed your kid Daenerys, you're, you're just, a deep yeah. shit right yeah. now. Yeah. Have you heard that stuff? You oh my god! Really I got I got I mean, but that's just bad. Like, I mean, <laughs> killing women and children block by block, block systematically, awful. and a surrendered awful. army yeah. who had it's surrendered. It's, wow! There's, there, there's nothing you can't come back from that. No. It's awful. No. That, that is the criticism I have of that action. Is why didn't she start with a red keep? I get that she would like. That's what I. Was she should have went too. straight to Cersei. Like. I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking, because they wanted that moment of Cersei's death to be something, right? So they, what happens is that the writers want certain things to happen for their own, which has nothing, which is independent of what would actually happen. If, if Daenerys was actually there with her dragon and she's 
wants to take out Cersei and she's like, that's her plan. She's going for the Red Keep and she's going to take it down first. And then maybe after she's won, she's like, well, I haven't really won. So mm-hmm. fuck this place. No one right. can exactly. have it. Well, can time, I explain that real yeah, quick? Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. it's not, it, you don't have to accept it. Um, but she does say in this episode, she goes, she's pissed off because there's people that are following Cersei and she's like, why haven't they rebelled? Yeah. So she, there's, she has a little bit of an edge she's towards like, the people of King's fault? Landing. Yeah, yeah. She, she's like the people in Marine. When I got there, they rebelled right away. Yeah, Pete's people know I'm here, and they're still following Cersei. Yeah. So she's even got this mindset of fuck these people. Yeah, they wrote it like that. That wouldn't probably actually happen. Like if well, if, but, if another liberator came into somebody that was going to liberate you from the an oppressive thing. They just rescued the entire world from zombies that was but, coming but in. But the thing is, you keep thinking that everyone knows that she, no one knows that she were Var- from zombies. But that would be Varys's job. That's but, Varys's but Varys job. doesn't believe in her. But no, you, you don't forget that nobody, even they brought a White Walker there and nobody believed them. Yeah, and that's right. So like they're, this is, this is sort of this urban myth that's happening up north that there are these white, these zombies running around. Like, all right, all right, you guys fight your little war. Nobody. I mean, that's the first time they saw dragon, a dragon. They've never seen a fucking dragon. The, right. the, nor- the north and the north is has been written as this like, like Texas, basically. Like yeah. ass backwards. Yes, yes, yes. Right. The north, like, the south north is north, is like, north is south. The, yes. the north is like written as this place where no one like they want to be their own fucking state. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like they're making it seem like the message doesn't travel because the North is his own place, and no one believes that the, these, well, this war even happened. Well, evidently, boats can travel overnight. Well, look, yeah. oh, the fucking- back and forth, dragons <laughs> can go back and forth. But I guess the message of the fact that there was a zombie horde that just laid waste to everything—nobody <laughs> knows that. There's crows flying around with messages all over the place. Varys is sending out, "Oh, don't like, don't like the Queen Daenerys." The distances but no, and like, travel. That, that's a good, you know. Don't think that's, about that. Uh, Before we just, continue, they wrote it that way because they wanted to. I, I want to let the listener know. Let us know what you think of this episode. Join our Facebook no, group or don't, <laughs> or just let us know your thoughts in general on the season. Uh, it's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. Find it on Facebook. It's where everybody hangs out. All of our awesome listeners. Closed, exclusive group just for you, listener. I gotta welcome uh, all of all the friends of Lenny Romero. Tane Reese and Michael Hooper. We added over 50 people oh, to the group this week. So I'm not reading all their fucking names, but thanks for joining <laughs> us. We have this almost like 400 people in the group. Uh, this thing is out of control. It's a lot of fun, though. Good job. All right. Look, let's let's break down some of the shit that happened uh, from the beginning. Scott, did you catch? I didn't catch this initially that Varys was trying to poison Danny right at the beginning. The beginning of what the episode? Yes, yeah. With the only in the girl. second, only in the second time I watched it. I got yeah, the little girl who's like she's not eating, and he's like, "Oh, okay, oh. we'll try again later." He said, "We'll try again at supper." Yes, and yep. so you think she's not eating because she's distressed, but she knows there is a callback to the uh, f- uh, first season where Ned is talking to someone, and the guy's like, "Poison is a lady's uh, weapon and also a eunuch's weapon," and, and then he names wow. and he goes, "Did yeah. you know Varys is a eunuch?" So he's trying to fucking kill her right away. And she, uh, this is okay. This is my problem with the season. <laughs> my big problem with the season yes. is the fucking volume. I'm it's either the battle scenes super high ah. or like they're sitting there whispering. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I can't fucking crank it up. The kids are asleep. So like I got captions, <laughs> my friend, this uh, is yeah, why yeah, I that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, captions yeah. Everything. But no, that's great. I, that made that explains. Okay. That's interesting. So who is he writing to though? That's another great question. I, I think I think we'll get that revealed in the next episode that he he got the message. So out. I think a bunch of ravens went out to diff. We don't know who knows. 
But I, I will be, I'm with Scott and probably a lot of the people. I thought he was just talking to his little birds about shit. I did not realize he was poisoning Daenerys. Yeah, that makes sense. But it does but make that sense. That makes sense yes. for Daenerys' character. Yes, he's trying. Oh, and then does, so does she figure that out? Is that why she wants I think him executed? she just doesn't trust anyone, but then well, no, no, Tyrion she, tells him. Tyrion tells her, yeah. That uh, okay. Varys is betrayed you and I betrayed Varys and Sansa betrayed me. And then just betrayal after betrayal. And for some reason... Daenerys has given Tyrion so many fucking chances. Yeah. You know, he's, been, he's done so much shit. Every time it's like, one more thing you do, I'm a fucking precarious you. Yeah, but that, that, if she was a mad person, she would have already killed him. True. So, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's very unevenly written. Like, she, this dude betrayed her, and, and now she's got to worry about being poisoned by Varys, and he's not dead. Like, Man, it, it doesn't make sense. Tyrion. Yeah, if if she was the Mad Queen, or if she was planning on, uh, I don't think she was planning on going crazy that at that moment she snapped. Yeah, or that's the way I like to think about it. Because if it was planned, then it's even worse writing. No, um, it just happened. Oh, she, she became free. Yeah. She became finally just. Uh, well, I, I would write, I would say this that every moment that Tyrion's had with her, he's failed, and yes, yes. he probably should be dead. Yes, yeah, but he fucked up in Marine. I, I use that as justification for her going. <clears throat> fucking hell! He told me to like stop this when the bells ring and fuck him yeah. like his plan sucks every fucking time i'm going crazy you could on this see shit. in her face yeah. that moment when first of all i was it was so tense when the, you start them here hear people say ring the bells ring the bell i'm like fucking somebody ring the bell already what are you waiting for I, it took so long i was like ring the fucking bell and then it's <laughs> so wonderful how everyone kind of breathes a sigh of relief and then you see daenerys and you see it on her face and she's like you know what this is where I was uh, uh, kicked out when I was a kid. This is where they killed my fucking dad. Everyone, lo- you know what? Fuck it. I'm de- like, she makes the decision and she's like, I'm sending a message. I'm putting my fucking dragon foot down. You can see it. I mean, amazing <laughs> performance with her just by the looks, which is when Game but of Thrones is the best. This is the thing that I don't understand, though. Okay. She has nothing but the dragon. Yeah. That's all she needed. And apparently. maybe Grey Worm. Yeah. And the Unsullied. That's all she had. And um, a little bit of Dothraki. She's still got Dothraki. Dothraki shouldn't even be alive. There's a bunch of them left, apparently. I don't know. What, there's I don't hundreds know. of Dothraki. Yes. Well, but they, they, they brought 40,000 over. There could be 100 left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, they, they look like they sent all of the Dothraki into the thing, and they're they still, I guess there's 100. Yeah, that's, I, I did think they were all, they feel like they said they were all dead. I but thought yeah. so, yeah. too. Yes. But yeah. this is, I'm with it. Well, Whatever. <laughs> but the thing is, all right, so whatever. So And, and the Unsullied, which were all decimated, too, seem to be, oh, they, they're back. Oh, there's some more people. And they're back in huge <laughs> numbers. Um, yeah. So she's got, like, okay, so she's got the uh, Unsullied, yes. and she's got a couple of a hundred Dothraki. Yeah, and the dragon. But no Rogan. one else is on her side. Nope. Other than the, yep. the army that she has, her dragon. She's got no advisors. She's got nothing. Sure. She's lost Jon Snow now. What does she yeah. have to rule? She fucking destroyed King's she Landing. She has no place to rule. It what just, just doesn't sound like a good plan. The whole fucking Red Keep What are you going to do? What well, do you I do mean, now? That, that's why it's irrational. Everything about what she's doing is irrational. So she just burned it all to the ground. Just she, self-immolation, basically. The fear. Yeah, well, she she lost so much. Like, no, right. she can't trust anyone. Yeah. The man she thought she loved is her nephew. Like, yeah. her world is everything Could she turned upside worked, down. Yeah, everything she's That's what I'm for. saying. Wouldn't she try to conserve something? I think at that stage, she's just lost so much. It doesn't matter. She doesn't, anymore. She, so she doesn't even care if she dies at this point. No, she, she, I think she wants to rule, 
but she doesn't give a fuck about the people. They, like they she just her. wants to yeah. get it by any means necessary. Yeah. But she was already ruling. What? Is, but what I, was she I, ruling I, though? Other places that were not her home. I know, but her destiny is to rule rest. Get West the Iron Coast. Throne. She wanted all. She doesn't of give a shit about Essos, yeah. really. Yeah. Also, wait. This is a point nobody's right. The Iron Throne is literally gone yes. now, yeah. right? There's no <laughs> not even there. Throne, but gone. there's another point you could bring up. The show is called Game of Thrones. Maybe that's mm. not the final throne. Oh, that they're going. What for. about um? What Winterfell the throne? Yes, <laughs> there's a throne at uh. At, nah, at Winter- there's it's, that, it's about the. There's Iron her throne. throne that she sat on where in her castle. I don't yeah, know. Right here, I wrote down three things. Okay, just real quick. So before we like get too far into like the the nitty gritty of the episode, it, for me this episode hinges on three things, and we've been talking about this first one. Do you buy into Danny's downfall? Number one, I do. Do you believe that Jamie's arc was ruined? Is number two for me. I don't. Number three, did Cersei get her comeuppance? I think that's the mm. three things mm. on this episode. Interesting. Ah, uh, the Jamie Lannister that, that's what, thing all is I've interesting. Heard on the internet yes. is these three things. All right, let's number one yeah. being the number one thing. Number yeah. two, everyone's talking about on the internet. Jamie's arc has been fucking ruined. Yeah. And number three, everyone's pissed off that Cersei didn't die in the way that they fucking imagined. Yeah, Cersei those are all die. good uh, criticisms. Look, they've been setting up Danny to do this for se- for many seasons. So I, it, I, it's I, rushed, I fully admit, Danny's ru- thing has been rushed, rushed to this season. But it yes. makes sense. Everything that happened. Made a lot of sense in this episode to me. Let's talk about the Jamie thing, guys, because this is very interesting. Scott, did you think Jamie Lannister returning? Because at the end of the last episode, he takes off. And big question was, is he going to be with Cersei or is he going to kill Cersei? What I loved was when they finally met down in the Red Keep after he'd been stabbed fucking twice in both kidneys. Somehow still fucking made it up there. Uh, didn't bleed out. You That performance was amazing because I was like, he always loved her. That's all yeah. there ever was. So I don't think it ruined his arc. What do you think, Scotty? I I, th- I agree. I, I think he uh, he knows she's going to die, and I think that's why he goes back. He knows she's not going to survive this attack. He knows the dragon. Like at some point, she's going to get smoked. And it's her. It's his sister. Like yeah. I agree. He always he always loves her. I think he does. I don't think it ruins his his redemption. I mean, he. I mean, whatever. You can't. This guy can't be redeemed. But like. He does. He has found. He's seen the light at least. And he, if all, if this attack wasn't happening, he would have stayed with Bryn. But he knows his sister's going to die. It's his sister possibly, and baby mama. So yeah, and maybe and possibly pregnant with his yes, fourth kid. Yeah, and like uh, you know, people wanted uh, to see another fetus stabbed. We already saw that back in the red oh, wedding. Jesus, we don't even yeah. see that again. No, there was no way that Jamie was going to kill his. No, no, and I don't know why. That's why yeah. I always thought it was going to be Arya with his face, but that never happened. Yeah. So, Rugs, what did you think of the the Jamie arc? Did you think that was earned and deserved, or did he did he did they screw it up? There is no way on God's green earth that um, Jamie was going to kill his sister. So I wasn't bothered <laughs> by that. Like, um, he's not gonna he's not gonna do that. I don't know why he even went there. I guess he wanted to be with her at the end. And, you know, he, I guess he couldn't, he, maybe he tried with Brienne to have like a happy ending, but he knew he couldn't have that. Well, once he heard what happened, he did. I think Scott was right. He wanted to just be there with her mm, one last right. time. Say goodbye. Be And so, it's a callback to the line where that doesn't disappoint me that much either. I feel like it was anticlimactic, but I think it was it's poignant. It was fine. It, like it, for his character at work, he's addicted to, to Cersei. He does. Yeah, there That's was that point. episode where they were talking about how they wanted to die, and Jamie says, "I want to die in the arms of the woman I love," and that's right. how and that's how he went out. I think 
Brienne of Tarth is someone that he admires and aspires to be like. Yes, but yes. Cersei's the person that he utterly yeah, he loves. Yes. By the way, that when she crumbles is such a powerful scene. Oh that my was, god, her whole thing. She from the false confidence to uh, her being uh, her denial to her accepting it. Like she goes through all the stages of grief. She's fucking. That was an amazing performance. Yeah, from Lena Headey because uh, you feel bad for, when when she's like, I don't want to die. I want my baby. I want to live. You can't help but just fucking break down and feel bad for her, even though she's a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> I'll throw in for for me. I didn't. Th- I mean, it is a little anticlimactic. I personally was rooting for her to kill Cersei. Probably was unrealistic. Now looking back in hindsight, for me, Jamie's character is all about drugs, right? Like addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. about like you have this moment where like you've been off the wagon and yeah. you've like. Or you've been on like the straight and narrow for this long, and you're 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 done smoking. You you're gave done it drinking. up. I'm walking away. You gave it up. I'm cool. I'm walking away. Yeah. And then you're like, but that temptation is mm. there, and I just need it one more time. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. And he yeah, he goes back <laughs> to her, and it's almost poetic, right? Yeah. Like yeah, they were it's, born yep. together as yep. twins. twins. They die yeah. in each other's arms. Like it's it's yeah. I it's mean, poetic. I thought it's symbolic the way her whole world literally came down around her. And right. Him. And her and for her, like, you know, I'll jump into her death. A lot of people had these, you know, different ideas of how she should die. She really should die, but just be being stubborn and stupid. Yeah. And she dies being stubborn and stupid. And in her dying moments, as we've seen throughout seven or eight seasons now, really all she's really given a fuck about is her kids. And in her last moment, she goes, I just want my kid to live. I want my kid to live. I want him to live. I want this person to live like that. That's really at her core what she is. She just wanted her kids to be in a position where they can rule a better forever. world for her right. children. So for me, I like it was a little anticlimactic, yes, but it's not like out of character for either Jamie to come back and go back to the person that is his drug, or for Cersei to die in like a a crumble of stupidity because she's just so goddamn stubborn. It's more, yeah. I mean, yeah. the the motivations are there. We we can all admit that, but it's not like just because the motivation is there doesn't mean it's going to be what pleases the people. No, no like, absolutely so that's, not. It definitely did not please it's anybody. It's more subverting yeah. expectations because I felt like Benny Off and White. But I hate that whole idea of subverting expectations. That's like the new thing it that is. writers really say <laughs> when they do something that nobody likes. And they're like, well, I'm sub- <laughs> like, well, I guess you're subverting the fact that you want me to like it, too. Right. What, what's that the is line, 100% though? a good point. Yeah. What's, what's the line? Is it like, when is subverting just subverting for the sake of subverting and when is when it you subverting? do something better than anybody even guessed not just something to, that nobody guessed but what is where is this fall i think that it it's it's on the it, it, i don't think it's quite better i think it's just kind of like either a little dead even or a little bit less than expectation what scott's a writer scott i think they felt like everyone wanted cersei to suffer and they didn't give us that on purpose yeah i mean I get. I don't know. I guess I, I. I don't know what was George R. R. Martin's vision. I mean, I. I'm starting to wonder if that that meeting he had with those guys was he just was, fucking with them? <laughs> well, I, you like, you know, it's it's what they used to say about Lost that like we know what this thing's going to be, and yeah. everyone's like we we're so hungry for shows like that at the yeah. time. We're like, yeah, okay, they know yeah. what they're doing, yeah. and they didn't. They did it. Um, and I'm kind of wondering if that meeting was a similar kind of bullshit where he's he just like. Think this maybe happens, but you guys do what you want to oh, do. And I, I, I'm I'm completely with you, Wine Scott. I think George R. 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 Martin has no fucking clue where he's going with this. No, and he was like, "This is where I kind of want it to go." 
but I don't really know because I haven't written this down. So yeah, this is what I think. I think the fact that it became a smash hit and then it became a show. Yeah, he's like, I don't care anymore. He's like, it's already it's kind of life of its own. They're going to end it anyway. So like, let me see what they do, and then I'll I'll go from there. I don't want to say they Lindelofing this thing like Lost because this show. I think he's really waiting for this to close before he even writes. He probably hasn't written a fucking word. No, I don't think. I mean, there's no way. Yeah, he's. He hasn't finished the sixth book, and there's doing. He added a seventh. He's one. gonna be dead before he finishes these goddamn books. No, it's. I, th- th- I think he gets lost as we uh, that thread that I sent you and yes, uh, Rug Boy. Yes, I think he gets lost in just writing these characters and seeing how they would react in certain situations. And I don't think he has an end in mind. I think he's just like, it's his life. I'm gonna just write this no, out. I love these people would act. This thread was great because it kind of explains what's going on in the show all these seasons. It's from Daniel Silvermint, who's a writer. And he goes, want to know why Game of Thrones feels so different now? I think I can explain without spoilers. Basically, he's saying it's about how people write comparing plotters versus pantsers. Plotters Hmm. being the writers that know where it is. And they just have to get these characters, these certain checkpoints to get to the end. Pantsers being people who just let the characters kind of dictate what happens. Go by the seat of their pants. Apparently, Martin is a huge pantser. And, uh, you know, Benioff and Weiss are, are big plotters. So how do you reconcile these two ways of getting a story done? And Scott, which one are you? Who do you relate more to? <laughs> I am a plotter. Okay. I, yeah, I have. I, to, I don't think you can be in comedy and not be a plotter, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, <laughs> I mean, um, you have to have the end, right? The punchline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to know where you're headed with this stuff. I mean, my as a producer, I got I have to know where we're headed to, and yeah. like that's it's hard to get away from that. But uh, yeah, I've I've I I work better when I do an outline and I know generally where I'm going. Like in in certain moments within scenes, I find stuff and discover stuff. Mm-hmm. But like going you need from a structure. Major to, yeah, like I just t- without having a tent pole, I'll just sit and stare at a blank piece of paper and and. Yeah, I need I need plot, and I need to know where I'm headed. So I've heard that they've like really streamlined his books in the show, but I I feel like the first six seasons was more of like them being pantsers and and subtly plotting, and there was more subtlety and nuance in the dialogue mm-hmm. and the story. And these last two seasons, it's just like very straightforward, not subtle. Just matter of fact, here it is. The, the biggest ep- the biggest um, evidence of him being more of a plotter is the stuff in Marine. Ah, because it kind of does nothing. Danny's just meandering yeah. into Marine yeah. forever. Or it's a panther. Mm-hmm. You mean that's the like, panther part? I thought yeah. her destiny was to come over to Western. She gets stuck Why there. She's stuck there forever. Yeah, Scott, have you read the books? I read. Yeah, I read. Uh, I think I read them all. Yeah, I, I listened to the last oh, wow. one or two on audio because I was they take forever to read. But yeah, the first season is very close to the book. I mean, they they trim out a lot of stuff, but like. It's very close to what's happening in the book and all that stuff. Like, that's what was fun about it is all those subtle moments between ca- characters mm-hmm. and all this stuff with Tyrion was yes. most of it, the best lines in the first season Absolutely. from Tyrion were directly from the book. Oh, wow. He was my favorite character after hmm. I watched the first season. I was like, fucking Tyrion is the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, okay, let's okay let's go back into the episode because we finally got fucking Clegane Bowl. Geek Boner. <laughs> oh, my God. And I got. I think I think it was a very satisfying ending. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody, that's what everybody expected, them to fight. And, uh, th- and then you finally get to see what the fuck he looks like under that shit. I mean. And, <laughs> and, you, got, yes. and you got to see it. Yes. He looks like Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, from Jedi. 
But you know who really is Anakin Skywalker? Daenerys. Daenerys. She's Daenerys. Daenerys. She's Daenerys Skywalker. <laughs> let me let me comment on the Klingon yeah. because actually that was my favorite yes. part of the whole episode. Yes. The Klingon Bowl is great. Absolutely. Like, that's what you always wanted to see is these two fight. But the moment before that is, for me, the defining moment of this episode because Aria up until that Hound. moment, yeah. Arya is so one-track mind. Yeah. I'm going to kill Cersei. Yeah. I'm going to kill Cersei. This is my life. I'm going to kill Cersei. And Sandor Clegane turns around and goes, if you go up there with me, you die as well. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but you're dead as well. Yeah. And in that moment, she has a moment of clarity. Like, there's way more to life. Than just being like this. Mm-hmm. I would have liked it so much better if this happened as Danny was torching everything before they enter the castle. Where they're like, okay, this girl's crazy. She's torching everything. This lady's going to die. There's no need for you to come even one step closer to this castle. The fact that they saw her doing this shit and they still went in. I was like... That's a weird spot to have that conversation. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, there, there's shit falling everywhere, and they're having that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I would be, be like, there. as soon as Danny starts torching all the people street by street, yeah. one at a time, yeah. uh, they should have just turned to each other and go like, "Oh yeah, she's dead. We should just leave." <laughs> yeah. said, no, but I gotta kill my brother. She's like, "Well, good luck with that." Right. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It's just, but for me, that was like a great because, like, Arya's character for seven seasons yeah. has been assassin, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. actually like real character growth. Being like. No, I'm not just an assassin. I'm going to go out there and help these innocent people because there's more to life. I'm not just dying at 16 years old. I'm going to go yeah. out there and I'm going to do some shit with my life. And I mean, the hound is right. He's like, you're, you're going to yeah. become and, like and me. There's a perfect example. The hound yeah, has him. lived his yep. entire life for revenge and he's been been sad and pathetic his entire life. And then they completely shit on that uh, 10 minutes later when you know that area is now going to hunt down uh, Daenerys. Well... Well, we'll I don't know. I have questions about that, but I do. I do one think, more. Comment. Okay, so you think that after Daenerys torches everybody, she's just like, hey, "I'm gonna go home." I don't think so. Yeah, but I she's think going but, to be plotting. She's gonna be either the one that kills Daenerys, probably not, but or she's gonna be an instrumental in it. She's not just gonna disappear. But and, but and, she's and doing Gendry. She's doing that by getting off her one track mind. Right. She's. She, it's not about revenge for her to kill. Now she's going to protect people to kill. Right. Like that's. She's. Yeah. She's not going to just like. I'm not. This is not self-serving thing. This is. This woman can't be queen. Mm, her point. list is technically done. Yes. Everybody <laughs> on the list is fucking dead. Some by her. Let me, some let by me not. Throw in one more moment before you guys get in. Yeah. I. I fucking love. Fucking uh, Kyber going. Oh, protect your queen, and he just smashed. gets smashed. Ah, <laughs> smashed. That was so what I- so the, funny. The thing about Kyburn or whatever his name is, Quibron, Quibron, Quran. Um, he can fucking make the mountain this crazy fucking Solomon Grundy. Yeah, yeah. And then he just stops. He could have made an army of those guys. Well, you need the more. They big never even people. explored that. They just they just <laughs> dropped that shit, and then that was it. Like no more of that. Okay, we'll just get crossbows instead. Well, well, <laughs> well that that's that, that's a good point. Him getting die, him dying, and then. Cersei going uh, like straight up like sneaking against the wall like I'm out of here <laughs> like sneaking down the down oh my god <laughs> sneaking down the staircase like oh yeah, you I'm <laughs> out yeah I don't need to be here I squeeze by I'm just gonna go over yeah, out oh, here pardon me excuse me I'm <laughs> with here. all this all right, brothers bye. Uh, but dude, there was I was I was shocked that there was no way to fucking kill this undead. Like if you chop him up into pieces, all those pieces still alive. I guess. Like yes. there was I was like, holy fuck! And he's like, fucking. Well, how guy. do you know that if you just if you 
chop his head off, you think he's still going to be alive? I think he would still be alive because he shoved a knife through his brain and he was still going. So they had to burn. Hmm. So was it like the same technology or magic that created the White Walkers? So like those rules would still apply, right? Oh, maybe. Would would Dragonglass kill him or Valerian Steel? I don't know. Good point. I don't know. Hound didn't have but that, yeah. that, dude. That scene where the, he's the, he's the mountains got the high ground. Walt Clegane and Sanders walking up the st- the stairs, and you see the dragon fucking fly by torching shit. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, this is amazing. It was epic. It was it fucking was epic. epic. Also, yeah. I love Arya. Finally, calls him. She goes, Sandor. Thank you. Like yeah, she, she used his first name. name. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah, touching. Yeah. But he and he got an eye popped out, and he still fucking uh. survived. Uh, so let's talk about that whole last scene with Arya. On the street, very horrors of war point of view. Uh, I felt stuff. that it went on too long. I think I. I mean, I think it really yeah, pushed, the slow motion stuff is real weird. It pushed her realizing what's going on. I loved how you just saw Daenerys as like almost like a bomber in the sky. Like they didn't show mm. her doing it, but mm. you would see yeah. her pass by. They were doing that on purpose. Yes, it's great. The tracking shot through the streets, the whole way they cinematography s- was oh, on in the direction. Absolutely, the way they set up that mom and her daughter from the beginning, where they can't get yeah. into the gate. Can you believe that's the same guy that did? He's Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. yeah, Battle of Winterfell. This was Battle of Bastards level fucking good. Well, when you yeah. can see shit, it's a lot better. Yeah, it's better. daytime. <laughs> oh, I you thought, can actually see the cinematography. Yeah, I thought this was way better than Battle, Battle yes, of Winterfell. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Because you could you could follow the narration, the story there was of story what was going in on in the, the battle. Yes, in the action, there was story going on, and it was well, very you, well done. And I think that's why it was better, because like Battle of Winterfell was either Night King dies or he doesn't. Yeah, and there's, and no there's nothing else. Yeah. And it was all about the Arya moment, whereas this, there's like so many moving parts. And yeah, it was so much more interesting to watch. I mean, you see John kill one of his own guys because he gets a little rapey all of a sudden, which is yeah. like this shit would happen. Now, did it bother you that uh, the last episode uh, made these uh, these dragon killer crossbows so like awesome? And then then this one, they couldn't do shit. I think they figured it out. Yes. I like that she figured it yes. out. This is why I love it. She's finally well, like, got she smart. She used the sun and she dive bombed them. Yes. Yeah. So Come from behind. It, yeah. How long it takes to turn those giant fucking scorpions and reload I, I'm them? I'm with rugs. They've written these things really inconsistently. Yes. Yeah. It's uneven. Oh, totally. Yeah. You're like, why it was should've... she? Why was she making stupid decisions the last episode? And now you're finally smart and you're doing it the right way. Right, like I'll just fly better now. Yes. Like suddenly she just figured out how to do it better. It's just some, like, yeah, it's inconsistent and and uh, it's just weird sometimes. I like the connection the dragons also have to their namesakes and how they died. Like Viserion was the one that turned bad because he was a shitty fucking brother, anyways. Sure. Rhaegal, uh just goes down, I guess, but he's the good side. He's the good side of Daenerys, and now the good side of Daenerys Targaryen dies. She's left with. Drogo, named after Khal Drogo, who just likes to rape and pillage. Right. Symbolically, only the mad, bad side of her is now left. That's all she has. I did not know. That's very. That's I didn't point. catch any of that. So it was great. Yeah, that's, that's true. They're named after certain people, but like the um the good side of her, like <laughs> was pretty much dead at the Battle of Winterfell, right? And then they brought him back just so they could kill him <laughs> there. Yes, <laughs> just to piss her off even more. Yeah, just, I mean, it's just a little. Uh, like he fell down. We're like everyone's like, "Is he dead? Is he dead? Is this dragon dead?" And then he's like, "Oh, he's back. No, he's not." <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's take a quick break here. We're gonna play some promos, some fun podcasts. You should definitely check out. When we come back. We will talk about more Game of Thrones and Scott's book. Team of Steve's will be right back after this. After these 
I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake from the History of Bad Ideas. And we'll get back to your regularly scheduled program here in just a second, Geek listeners. But we do a weekly podcast called The History of Bad Ideas. Yeah, well, we'll discuss things like television or movies or music or games or any other thing that falls into our geek-related uh, podcast knowledge. You can find us on uh, Geek Life Radio, Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, or Radio-Blitz, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, or you can listen to us whenever the hell you want on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, guys. This is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Dutch. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. Tangents <laughs> all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping it fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies, too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut you up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them, you can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy! Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. Listener, if you enjoy the show, if we made you chuckle, and you want to support the show, it's a great idea. Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, and you can uh, subscribe to Jock and Nerd Plus, our new premium service like Disney Plus. It's not called. It's that. not called that. I just. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to bank on the Disney Plus fucking hype. Wait till it comes out. I'll be pushing Doc and Nerd Plus a lot cheaper. Uh, but what you do get when you donate and support the show is a bunch of stuff. Like Scott, you signed up. You're giving us five dollars a month. I'm gonna mail you some stickers. Awesome. And you will always. That's what you get. But everyone gets a bonus RSS feed. It is an exclusive Jock and Nerd podcast feed that has every show, the Jock and Nerd podcast sim- spinoff show. Comes out early, and you get tons of bonus content. Oh, for this whole Game of Thrones season, we have been putting out instant reactions the night of when the show airs. There will be final episode reactions as soon as the show airs that night, so you get to hear what we think right away. Uh, and there's tons of fun movie reviews that we've done for our Patreon members. Fans who give us $10 a month or more can force Anthony to watch a movie, <sighs> which is a great... Uh, it's, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking yeah. awesome. That's really good. So what we got is Anthony had to watch him review weird movies like The Greatest Showman and oh. Starship Troopers oh. and John Wick and most recently Water World. Oh, shit. Uh, and, and Anthony had never seen <laughs> I Water. I drink my own pee. Yes, had never seen Water oh. World. Gotta get some go juice. Wait, oh. hold on. Emron, yeah. were, you, were you there with us when we went I to th- see? This movie came out when we were in college, 95 a bunch of great movies. I think we may have all seen this movie together. Yes. Remember, but when we saw it, I, Keenan, uh, Keegan got, got us a bunch of tickets somewhere. He had, I don't know how he had tickets. And uh, 
Sylvester Stallone was sitting in front of us. Was he? Oh shit! Oh, I would have remembered that. Maybe I didn't uh, notice him. Yeah, uh, someone said they went. They were in the bathroom with him, but he definitely was sitting in front of. Why him. would he go to a random screening of Water World? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I gotta see He's this like, shit. Kevin Costner's been up to <laughs> what a disaster. He's like, I could have been in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely it could have been me. Why was it? Oh, why is in the water? Uh, all right, so look, <laughs> sign up, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Let's finish up on Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 5. Here's my question at the end. We brought, we were talking about Arya. Now, I really question whether she took off for good, and that's the last we're going to see of her because of what the implications of that white horse could be. Or, you think that that's a, that's a warging going on? Or, well, so here's the couple of theories. Bran warged into a horse and showed up because it was very odd that out of all this destruction, she's covered in dust. It's like reminds me of 9-11 in the streets and there's a random horse staying there. A couple other theories are uh, the white horse, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Death rides a white ashen horse, mm. kind of signifying she has now become death or she died. Is she actually dead? A lot of people, like, it seemed like she died and this was a vision. Has she ridden off for good? Is she coming back? Is her journey done? Is her her mission done? I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, she's, I think, I, all right. Oh, wait, where are we getting to predictions now? Or is it fair? You could, yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. All, right, all right. I think, I think she's, she's realizes she's going to use her powers, for lack of a better word, for good. And she's realized she has to stop Daenerys. I think she will make an attempt to kill her whether or not she just, and I, I think she's going to disguise herself as the mother of the kid. I feel like they put so much time in showing that woman oh, that she's going to put that map. They got burnt. Mm. Yeah. Cause she's dead now. She's yeah. going to put on the mask. Yes. Um, and then my other oh, theory shit. is like Bran is going to warg into with the dragon. Is Bran going to do anything fucking useful ever again? That's, that's the my only question. thing useful he can do. Yes. And because yeah, you have to neutralize the dragon yes, somehow. Yes, that's smart too. All right, I think that um, the Daenerys needs to kill Jon Snow. Well, Arya's going to have to protect Jon from Daenerys. Jon's going to have to kill Daenerys. I don't know which Why way. Why is Jon such a bitch? I, well, is. The dragon's not going to kill Jon Snow because he's a Targaryen. Yes. I, think, I think what's going to happen is Arya's going to try to kill her. Something's going to happen. She won't succeed. Her life is threatened, and Jon Snow is going to realize, oh, da- Daenerys is going to kill my sister, and he then has to kill her. I mean, at this point, he's got to fight Grey Worm. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, I mean, this thing has come full circle. John is like Ned Stark now, and Danny is like her fucking crazy father now. Like, it's amazing oh, yeah. how they oh, have tied this all together. That That is actually, it's very poetic, because yeah. what Jamie did was he killed the Targaryen yes. to prevent all of this. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's still a Targaryen That's, burning yep. King's Landing yep. with an invading army of the Starks with, coming in. And you saw the caches oh. of green wildfire from underneath where that the what Jamie stopped and what Cersei hid and what she used to blow up the sept. I love oh, seeing awesome. yeah, the little green fucking explosions were <laughs> for, amazing. For what it's worth, I think Arya is gonna have a hand in killing Danny somehow. Who yeah. who does it? Yeah, I don't think she's gone. Which Stark doesn't make it out alive by the end? Is it Jon Snow's dead? Is it John? I think so. He's useless. Yeah. He kind of is useless until he steps up and does fucking something. I mean, unless he dies and then Sansa becomes queen, which well, is, there's the other. That's what I think is going to happen. Everyone at Winterfell is still safe. And let's not forget, you still have Yara Greyjoy. I don't know whose side she's on, but I would think she would be on Daenerys's oh, side. 
Let, let me bring up one thing. Yeah. You brought up Greyjoy. Yeah. I just I know there's not a question for oh, this. Oh, let's talk about this. Yes. Well, it's not a big thing we need to talk about because I don't feel like he's worth talking about yeah. that much. But I am fully on the side now. If Euron Greyjoy is, is a terrible character. He is the worst contrived <laughs> he's plot horrible. armor he's piece of shit character. character they have. When he was fighting Jamie, I was going, oh, my God. I was rolling my eyes. I'm like, this is not the moment anyone's asking. Like how, yeah, how, how convenient that he washes up there at that moment. He always shows up yes. as a plot contrivance to like, get the plot moving forward. This motherfucker showed up out of nowhere and took the Greyjoy it, it, throne. And, and then he he's never, like, I'm just going to kill these fucking people. Well, the, my big problem with him is the, the big thing about Game of Thrones is everyone acts like a real human. Sort no, he's of. one dimensional. He never acts. No one talks like that. <laughs> yeah. No one would ever talk like the way he talks. Him going, oh, I killed. Je- I, I killed got the Kingslayer. I got, but I kind of love. Like this is not like fulfilling yeah. at all. I love what the line where here? he's like, Kingslayer, you want one more? He's like, you're not a king. He's like, I fucked the queen, and that was all it took. Jamie's like, oh fuck you, motherfucker. Nah, I, I'm I'm off the boat. And then he's like, own. I I got you. I killed. Je- oh, he was horrible. Terrible. He's character. the worst. But I did love how the moment where she's knocking down the towers on the on the castle and it's falling right behind them while their fight is going on. Like the imagery was amazing, in, yeah. in the, but it was fucking control. And then he stabs Jamie twice, and Jamie still makes it all the way up uh, into the red keep and all the way back to where it was blocked. Good, good. He shouldn't get killed, Jamie. That's no, stupid. that was bad. Also, Jamie, should, why, Jamie should have chopped his head off. Like you yeah. don't. That's what I, I thought he was gonna do right there. I was like, it was perfect. It was against a rock. I was like, fucking take his head off now. Ja- yeah. Jamie should have killed him. With like one sword swipe, just to be like, this character sucks so bad that Jamie yeah, kills yeah. him with one arm. Oh no, that line was Euron says, "I'm gonna cut your head off and take it to Cersei so you can kiss her one last time." I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh, shit. That's, but that's not a written. No one not, talks no, like that. It's just a fucking burn. That's just, it's just a it's just a <laughs> evil villain yes. being maniacal. Yes, uh, he's twirling his mustache. Yeah. And he washed up conveniently in that exact spot. <laughs> exactly. He's always in the like the exact spot that the plot needs him yeah, to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking annoying, and he's just a uh, piece of shit. Uh, okay, look, well, before we get to more predictions, here are the deaths. We wanted major deaths. We've been getting up. We definitely we got, got up this episode. Let's start with the least significant, the fucking Golden Company dude. It looks like, oh, Jamie. Uh, that guy went out. They, 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 uh. they, they were not very useful. Varys. I can't believe that he died. What? Varys. <laughs> Yeah, because he's he fucking made it this whole way. I'll agree. This is a little bit he's of a fucking stretch. smarter than anybody. Yes, he even yeah. said, "I have served mm. so many kings. I've survived, and I've I've done it for the good of the realm." He made it through the first Targaryen because he walks up to Jon Snow in front of everybody, going, "You should be the king." So ne- like, he yeah. would never do that. that. Yeah, he yeah. survived yeah. by no, living in supposed, the shadows. He's written smarter. I'll agree with you on that. He survived by keeping secrets, and then they just kind of threw that away, and he just yeah they. Varys, like the past two episodes, that was horrible. He right? Should, he's he is definitely he's like one of the smartest characters on the show. Him and Littlefinger are probably one of the smartest schemers on the show. Euron Greyjoy, we just talked, died. The Hound and Mountain, of course. Uh, Kyburn, and then Jamie <laughs> and Cersei, the twins. Hmm. Fun fact: uh, this episode aired on Mother's Day. Cersei killed on Mother's Day. When Tywin died, he died on an episode that aired on Father's Day in 2014. Really? I think they yeah. do this shit on oh, purpose because they're very fucking, interesting. They're yeah, fucking they're mean. Very... And let's not forget the death of I think they said a million people lived in King's Landing. So yeah. I think she killed a million people and destroyed King's Landing completely. Well, we don't see which we she had, she was doing a little pattern 
yeah, at some she's point. Back and forth. She's going like, back I, and she forth. She looked like I, I do when I'm mowing the lawn. Yes, like she's, she's kind of like, like, like yeah. I'm like, all right, the lane's pretty big. At some point, doesn't the dragon run out of juice? That well, that's the other thing. The dragons thing. are very uh, also unevenly written. Yeah, Drogon yeah. is so powerful in this episode. No, he, he didn't cannot have to be recharge. Stopped. I kind of wanted her to draw a dick with fire. At one point, but she didn't, she didn't do that. Although I love this is what I love the the shots of Cersei in the tower. First, when she's looking out, everything's calm. Then the next time you see her, there's like a little burn line at the end. Then the next time they cut to that shot, there's more burn lines coming in. And then by the end, just everything is torched around her from her point of view. I think she made it halfway, like Thanos. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who? It, they I all mean, turn to ash yes, and blow away. Yes. Uh, she. But even Thanos saved half the people. That's what I'm saying. I think she uh, left I think half. Daenerys is like, F- I'm fucking burning it all down. This is what Masende wanted. She's just fulfilling Masende's yeah. final uh, wishes. Do you think Jamie and Cersei are really dead? There's a lot of like no body. We didn't see bodies, but I don't think I, they, they're, dead. they're dead. They, they died on camera. If, no? if, did they, yeah. did they? they got crushed. We didn't see like they body. I, if you if they're still alive, that would be horrible. Yeah, that'd be horrible. And if the mountain like survives, that would be fucking horrible. Uh, <laughs> but here's where everyone is left. What sides are there? So we have uh, everyone at Winterfell, uh, yeah. Yeah. which is the Starks. Sansa is there. Uh, that's Team John. The remaining Team John. Bran is over there. Hopefully, he does something. Did anyone wheel him in from the outside yet? Or I is think he's, he's still, still out sitting there. He's still out there. Yeah, <laughs> he's still in screensaver mode. As Ozzy Man put it in his review, it's like Bran pops into screensaver mode. <laughs> Tyrion isn't there, but is Tyrion going to be? He's anti Danny now too. You got to think she. Otherwise, she's going to fucking kill him. I, I hope he is. I, I, that's no, that's another inconsistency. Is. I feel yeah, like he yeah. was smarter than that, and that like he recognized the danger of everything going on with his family, yeah. and I feel like he would have caught on to her much quicker. But I don't know. One of the things that I liked in the episode, not not to talk about, I'm going off of Tyrion here, yeah. was that when Danny and John were talking, when they were about to make make out and then get, she got dissed by yeah. him. She said, "This is all Sansa's fault." Yes, because Sansa, like we we could have ruled and we could have had this uh, thing if, happen. If she just keep her mouth shut. If she just would have kept her mouth shut, and now all the, all these people are turning on. So is it Danny yeah. versus so Sansa, Sansa now? In in Daenerys's mind, Sansa's responsible for all these people's deaths. I don't think well, she's going after Sansa. Well, I don't think sure. Sansa wants the throne. She just wants to rule the North. She just wants to rule her people. Yeah, but she's like she just hates that bitch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's a she there's did, a lot of anger there. She did from the moment she showed up when she was like, "Winterfell no is yours." They hate, they hate each other for no reason. That's the thing I hate. It's just like a like if Sansa if Sansa and her would gotten into a fight over something real, <laughs> like you know Cersei's legitimate, yeah. right? She's a legitimate enemy, yeah. right? So, um, whatever, because her 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 brother killed her dad. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. It's a little bit irrational, but. Danny's father did burn her uncle alive. <laughs> it's fucked up. It happened. <laughs> it's fucking family. I mean, there, there's a there, there's history there. Uh, also on Team John uh, is Brianna Tarth, who probably would have been really useful in this battle, but uh, she was all sad. Well, she's pining. For she's me. a little sad, and now uh, yeah, but now that's I think that's another contrivance thing where yeah. like hold her back for the final for this yep. episode finale. Yep. And I, I wonder if there's another battle coming. So on Daenerys' side, like we said. 
She's got a dragon. She's got the Unsullied. She's got the Dothraki. A few Dothraki. A few Dothraki. <laughs> Where do you guys... Uh, I brought this up before. I want to know. Yara Greyjoy, Queen of the Iron Islands. She's still up in the Iron Islands with a whole fleet. This is the only fleet left. Uh, does she go against Danny now, knowing, seeing what she's done? Uh, and also, Gendry. Is Gendry going to stay loyal to Daenerys because she made him lord? It's, My no. first question is, uh, why are you so obsessed with Yara? Because I need to, some closure on fucking Yara Greyjoy. <laughs> you need clo- closure on Yara? What, See, what is her th- arc? There's a whole thread out there with a bunch <laughs> of ships. What's her arc? I don't know. Yeah, we got to Yeah, but then there's no reason for a sea battle, though. Like, no. Yeah. It what should if, be all land-based at this point. It shouldn't I even mean, be a battle. No. This is good. At should, this mm. point, like, where does Danny even go? She goes back to Dragonstone. King's she sits. I mean, but... It, in the um, in the previews, you see all the troops lined up, and I, th- I the- think that's King's Landing. I think that they're showing like the wreckage from King's Landing, but I might be wrong. Everything's destroyed, mm. and there's all the other lands, like the Reach and the Vale and Westerlands and the Riverlands. Well, if you sit on the throne in King's Landing, you rule. Everything. You rule all of them. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. she mm-hmm. say something like? I feel like there was a line where she was. It's one of the most recent episodes where we're talking about she's got her she's got a throne at San, uh, Dragonstone or whatever. And she said, but doesn't count unless, like, the only real throne is the Iron Throne at King's Landing. So, like, she's not going to want to go anywhere else. Right, yeah. But she destroyed that whole castle, so where is she going mean, to go? Maybe oh, that's, that was, she wasn't thinking that through. Is yeah. the throne still standing? Like, in that vision, the, the roof was open, the throne was still there, and there was ash coming through. I mean, okay, you can argue about the physical throne, but she's she is the ruler of West. Yeah, I right, guess right. you actually need a throne to sit in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, girls named Khaleesi, uh, Khaleesi was given to 560 girls in the U.S. last year. Oh, God. <laughs> Many more if you include variations. Are we getting into the internet? Because I, I would love to you, just smack the internet You know in the that's face. an actual uh, Italian last oh, name. Oh, Khaleesi, like, really? Very common one. Yes. yes. So, in total, yeah. more than... Tony Khaleesi from Brooklyn. More than, <laughs> hey, it's the Khaleesi family. He makes a great... Subway. What? <laughs> he makes a good Italian sandwich. Khaleesi's got the best calzones this side of uh, Broadway. That's More right. He's third. got huge meatballs. He makes an awesome whole. He's got huge balls. <laughs> My balls was hot. Uh, more than 3,500 children have been named after Daenerys since the show began. So they're all upset. Anthony, what else have you got the internet upset? There, there's a petition now. Oh, there's a petition do, to rewrite season eight. Yes, the fucking they'll get to that right oh. after they redo the last. Uh, I, just, I just have to repeat is. what my guy Chaz Hubbard, who said, who was on the spinoff, yes. show said is HBO, Benahoff, Weiss, yeah. all these actors and actresses. They don't care. Uh, yeah, they, Stop they, complaining. They, they, like they don't care about yeah. your goddamn petitions no. it, and this wild overaction. Like nothing. Stop it. Like. They, they, you can be mad about the episode and like how it went and you can be complaining about it, but stop these like this ridiculous like rewrite the entire season. Benahoff and Weiss killed these fucking like but, stop, stop. I mean it. this reeks of the last Jedi, but in a lot of ways it's a lot like the it last kind Jedi. Of is. Yeah. You, you build up a bad guy, you kill him in one thing, yeah. you introduce like, a whole new bad like, guy. Then you're the hero that was promised goes to the dark side. You know, it's like it's it, it's pulling right out of the Star Wars playbook right here. Well, well the thing that I would say is I th- I really I honestly think Benhoff and Weiss are telling the story they wanted to tell. Yeah. And I, I really think that they had this planned for a while. Well, they said they knew Arya a was lot, especially kill. with a lot of the 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 allusions in prior yeah. seasons. Now the the road to get there, I agree, has been bumpy. Yeah. 
But this is how it was going to go. Yeah. I think it would have worked if, like like Scott said, if they had a little bit more time to breathe. Yes. A little bit more time to let things, like, because you have to develop, like, a lot of these things that I feel like, I'm like, well, I don't know why they hate her. I don't know why they, well, I don't know why the Starks hate her. I don't know why all of a sudden she has to be a crazy mad person. Yes, she makes these threats and says, I'm going to burn things in the past. But, like, she's a, a girl against all of these guys. She's got to fucking speak with hyperbole. She's got to fucking convince them, like, that she, that she's strong and to be fear her. I mean, Cersei so does the same thing. She's got to say crazy as things. As a woman but leader. When, when it comes down, what are her actions? Like, she, her actions were always kind of, like, balanced, Yeah, you know, I, for I, the most part. I don't get why they... It had to be six episodes, like spread it for a couple reasons, like spread it out, let everything breathe. Yeah. And then also like HBO milk it, man. Like you could have, you could run this show through the summer and you have this, the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the numbers are only growing. I mean, yep. they kind of got to be regretting just rushing it out. But I, I, I don't know. I think it was the show people that didn't want to keep going. Here's, I heard here's, it was a show. Here's the story. I believe yeah. what I read was they were offered 10 episodes for the last two seasons. Of course, like you said, that HBO would want let's milk this. They refused because back in February, 2018, uh, Disney announced that the Benioff and Weiss were getting a star Wars trilogy. Uh, so, all right, now right, last yeah, week right. we talked about that. They announced uh, star Wars and avatar dates. Star Wars and Avatar. I think they got confused and they just did Star Wars during the game of the <laughs> They did. They think they started. So Star Wars, the new after episode nine, the new Star Wars trilogy starts in 2022, alternates Christmases with Avatars two through five until 2027. And on a conference earnings call, Bob Iger confirmed the next Star Wars movie we make will be from the Game of Thrones showrunners. I, David I love this because they just got a Ryan Johnson's shellacking from the internet yes. and they're going in to do star wars which is what started the shellacking process in the first place where, <laughs> where fucking people getting pissed off at writers for quote-unquote subverting expect expectations right, so i'm and- wondering based on how this thing ends based on the fan reaction will disney because remember when colin trevorrow for a hot second was going to do a fucking star wars uh, movie ryan johnson is out well now. or he's is, out on his ass. is he going to do something for disney plus is he doing a star wars Maybe, tv show but that's fine he can do a tv show right don't fuck with all this shit i mean the thing is like we've got eight seasons and i grant granted they they had the books to base off of but are you really going to throw this all out because of one season? No, no come on. Oh, this Game of Thrones is still fucking epic. It's, it's still one of the best things I've ever seen. Even with this shit, this like what they did here is nowhere near no. the level of what the Last Jedi did. Right? What, um, is it on the level of Lost, or not even close? No, no not, not even close. close. No. Okay. Lost is a complete fucking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. it, That's like a fuck you for you, watching you, for five seasons. We don't even talk about yeah. Lost. All right, fair. <laughs> All the right. worst Game like, of we Thrones. We forgot that we even watched it. That's how fucking hurt we were. <laughs> no. How shitty Listen, it ended. Game of Thrones at its worst is still better than fucking anything. Well, let me just say this. Game of Thrones, I, I really, I honestly believe that this is what they wanted to do the entire time. Absolutely. They just, they, but I, feel, I do feel like without the books, they were like, we don't have enough to pad this out, so we shortened this up yeah. a little bit. This is a epic story that they introduced so many different things, that possibilities, and that they, they ended it so abruptly, they never got to even explore all of these crazy possibilities that are out there. Yeah. So you feel a little shortchanged, and that's fine because you know it, there is a reason to feel shortchanged. You're like, hey, I want this to go on maybe another another season. And you can't say that about a lot of yeah. shows. You yeah. want them to go like a lot of these shows are like way past their prime. Yeah. And they're going yeah. when they should have ended. Walking Dead being a big yes. example. So um, <laughs> I don't be going Game on of Thrones forever. had something very special going yeah. on with it. Yeah. 
very unique in the fact that after eight seasons, you still want more, and there's still more to be told. So the fact that it ends so abruptly and all these things kind of are not not explored and or not explored to the way that you wanted them to be, it does feel like okay, you're you're a little shortchanged, and you have a reason to feel a little animosity, but. Nowhere near the fucking bad shit that other things have done. This is way high above and beyond a lot of things. I mean, just the quality of this episode. Yeah. You can hate it all you want, what happened, but you got to be like, this is the fucking best shit I've ever it's, seen on the TV And you see show. where the money mm-hmm. is spent. You see. So Scott gave us his prediction. Anthony, what's your prediction? Will they stick the landing? We got a huge, the probably the biggest series finale <laughs> since the fucking Sopranos <laughs> hanging out there right now. I mean, for me, I, I've been on. I've been in, other than honestly, other than episode three, was it? Yeah, I've been enjoying the ride. Yeah, episode three was a little disappointing for me. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Like, I'll, I think I'm going to enjoy this last episode. Now, if, speaking for the general public, <laughs> no, there's no way they're no. going to stick the landing. The, the general public. This is the first season. I think me and you, Imran, yeah. have been watching this yeah, live week to week yeah. and like getting reaction live. Yeah. I don't know how it's been for the last seven seasons. The Red Wedding got like a a, a bunch of reactions, okay. but then we were like, okay, this is what we're dealing with. Here. Yeah, this is Game that of came Thrones. Out of nowhere, yeah. this but is... you're thinking of. But I think that when you have more to go, mm-hmm. you're willing to forgive that. You're like, okay, they yeah. killed off all these characters, but we're going to get all this. Right now, it's coming to an end. So like, that's it. Then that's all we're going. to... Okay, you're going to kill off all these people, and you're not going to resolve anything. So uh, th- that's where that's coming from. I think more than anything. I, I, would, I would say ending is hard to do. Yeah, I would say I think they'll stick it. I don't think they'll stick it for the public. Uh, my last comment on the public is it has been fucking insanity watching this week to week yeah. and seeing yeah. the public the public react. I honestly think, and I, I don't know what you guys feel, but I think this might be the last of the big shows Absolutely. on TV to have yes. this sort of reaction yes. week to week. Yes. I, I think moving forward, it's going to be binge TV. Yes. And we won't have this. So whatever, we'll however, yeah. Yes. However, this ends. This has been a wild fucking this, ride. Yes, it's been great to watch and amazing <laughs> to we watch. Won't, we live. won't ever. I don't think we'll ever have no. a week to week reaction like we'll this. Never ever have. Well, we said that when we saw Lost. Yeah, and I think it's something will come again. up again. Like, you think so? I think so. It I, might be like ten years. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen as often as it does. But like, even before like Lost, there were so many. It. it there were very few well, shows. We where had everyone, Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we had Dad, Sopranos. Then, yeah, they're very like they every few years something pops up, and who knows what? Like, I would That's not true. have pre- predicted the Game of Thrones would be that show when it premiered. That's true. So it'll something. I guess up. I guess I'm not seeing anything on the horizon, and it's making me go never. But maybe you're, you're yeah, probably right. Something will come. Well, up. listen, you, Anthony, you were late to the party on this one. You didn't even know it was good. True. So, <laughs> like, so some things like take true. on a line line of its own, a uh, uh, a life of its own, and build a fan base. And then eventually they get everyone else on board. So like people who wouldn't normally watch it, like you're like, I'm not into nights and shit. Mm. But now because the story's so good, you're like, okay, I'm totally in for this. So it's one of those things. Like I'm more pointing I, at the just the way TV's consumed now, not necessarily show quality, but like the fact that I mean TV's, you talk about live watching experience. Yeah, more more like um, appointment week week. television. This is the no, last no, no more. Big... I'm saying more like week to week. Like everything's released now in full seasons. Well, I think that's, I, I agree that that's the majority of those shows are going to go that way, but the networks are still going to have money. HBO is still going to have money. Sure, yeah. sure. They, they can still do those things. And that's going to be, 
the disadvantage that the streaming services have. Like it's hard to maintain interest in those shows right. unless they have the guys after gone. week. Yeah, the high yeah. guys. Which is yeah. why Netflix will put out one season of a fucking show and then it's done. Well, you see yeah. what's going on with like some of these new apps. They're they're, they're piecemealing yeah. it now yeah. again. Yeah, you're right. You they're guys are right. one show a week. So I don't know if we can count it out. Like Netflix's model may not be the model that we're going to have in like a couple of years. Yeah, they might that's true. Um, it might shift, but um. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we were very lucky to be experiencing it as it happens. Most people, you, you know, uh, are going to be late to the party and they're not going to get it. So uh, be glad that you got on the ride. Yes, the for, last for the season. end. Yeah, I'm almost yeah. not glad with the reaction I get <laughs> week to week. But all right. <laughs> the internet. You're not glad? You don't well, think it makes I know, it I, 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 I know I enjoy it. I just hate, I hate like the, the wild swings in the public. This opinion. is like a great experience for me because like. I remember when Lost was uh, falling apart at the seams, I was like, fuck this. But like here, I was just like, here, I'm like, okay, like they've done so good and they've banked up so much. Like they're not jerking me around. Like, whereas like they're not promising me this great thing. And then just like, oh, we're doing this instead where this is what everybody, because what happened with Lost was everybody figured it out in the first season. And they're like, no, it's not that (laughs) like how many seasons, seven seasons. And then that's how they end it. So it felt like that they just jerked themselves well, they off. They were clearly for like making forever. it up as they went along. This is not the yeah. case of Game of Thrones. They knew they, they said yeah, they. This is a completely different. They said animal. they knew Arya was going to be the person to kill the Night King since like season three. They know uh, I absolutely what the, believe that. where the ending is. They've set it up. They probably clues in the show right now that we don't see that's telling us what's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, but Scott, endings are hard. Can they deliver a satisfying ending for you? I. Th- yeah, I, I I have faith in these guys. I, I it's a, such a weird they're in such a weird position. Like it's not an hundred percent original creation of theirs. Right. They have they're living in George R. R. Martin's world right. and theoretically dealing with how he said the show's gonna end. So like they're But they've know, gone they're, past his material. They've gone past his material. You know, I again, like I said, I do not believe he has an outline. Yeah. I think he just bullshitted with them for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Um but I I, th- I feel like they're going to have a good ending. I do not feel like it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be like Sopranos where it's just gonna be like, that's it. Wait, it, I think there's going to be, I think there'll be a good satisfying conclusion. Mm, I love but again, yeah. the other side of the coin is the game of Thrones. The idea of this battle for Thrones has gone on for centuries in this world yeah. and it's never really does end. That's so a good point. I think that could maybe be the ending where uh. it's like, there will still always be someone who's not happy with who's on the throne. And there will always be a move to take them out. Hmm. The Game of Thrones never politics. Yes, or unless they adopt democracy and then it's all fucking (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) Anyways, all right, good stuff. Uh, Man, I could talk about this for hours, but we got to help Scott move some books. Scott, you got a new book out called Team of Steve's. Very, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. I know you have two kids, but this is also like birthing a child, is it not? It was. It was far more uh, involved than I. Kind of it took you it. quite a long time, right? It took me, yeah. I mean, all all total, the first book has taken me about five years. From, Holy like, shit! Holy wow. shit. All right, so um, let's uh, tell the listener the uh, elevator pitch. What is it about? Uh, Team of Steve's is about a kid named Steve in high school who uh, meets his doppelgangers from other dimensions and gets them to try to make his life better. And uh, it sort of works out, but then there's, things don't quite work out the way he hopes, and he's got a... Uh, it kind of ends up making his life life a little worse. Uh, it's a f- YA sci-fi book. Um, it's 
I think it's funny. It's got some good, some okay sci-fi in it. Um, and it's got some, uh, some fun scenes. And, uh, I think it's, I, I think it's a good kind of light, but substantial book. Uh, young adult sci-fi. Who's your uh, target demo there you're trying to get to? I, I guess 13, 14, 15. Um, that being said, a lot of, uh, I mean, there have been relatives, but a lot of uh, grandmothers have also seemed <laughs> to enjoy it. So. And grandmas love it too. Grandmas very much enjoy it. Um, I, think, I think you, the bottom age is probably about 13, and then I think you, uh, anywhere up from there, can enjoy it. Yeah, I think adults can enjoy really well written yeah, sci fi, young, you know, whatever, if it's young adult or whatever, sci fi is sci fi. I love this idea because I remember growing up always thinking, I wish I could fucking clone myself. If I had five of me, I could stay here. I could send one to school. I could get one to mow the lawn. But just like the movie Multiplicity, it's not going to end up good. No, uh, and that's that was almost exactly how the idea came to me. I was at the gym one day. I was like, I was getting ready to leave. And I'm like, just thinking about what I have to do. And I was like, oh, I wish I had a team of Scots to help out. Team of Scots. And I was like, wait, hey, that's there's something. I like that. I don't know what it is, but I like it. And uh, I kind of filed it away in my idea of stories for later and uh, a couple of years later i kind of was like that's there's something there is there something there and i kind of kept <laughs> going back to it and then start hammering it out timing wise i don't i think you you you, you couldn't have picked a better time because the, look the idea of multiple universes and uh parallel dimensions have been around for a while in comic books but right now it's hot you head yeah. into the spider-verse explain the multiverse really well to kids oh, yeah. you know in an animated movie and it was very clear you had avengers endgame Dealing with uh, parallel universes and time travel. Uh, what? What did you do? Any sciencey, actual science research? For about five minutes, um, <laughs> I uh, I was trying. I tried to figure out the the science of how the the rifts to the other dimensions work out, and yeah. I, I started kind of researching on Wikipedia, like how what the theories of the quantum multi- multiverse are, and uh, and. I got about a page into something. I'm like, oh, I can't. I don't think this is. I I, I went to art school. Yes. I can't do this. So uh, I decided that uh, rather than be like Star Trek Next Generation, where I have to actually know what I'm talking about, I'm like this is. I just made something. I just I wanted to find something that worked consistently, and I believe go. it. It makes sense within a of in a fiction world. Um, That's it. You set up your rules and you follow your rules. That's all you exactly. got. You can watch exactly. The Flash yeah. and buy Oh, that's their another one that's big multiverse. <laughs> multiverse oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. You can buy this. Like, I've actually read this. Yeah. Um, Ruggs, what's your review of the book? N- not, the, not the current version. I think Scott gave me an early version to read, and I think it's, this one's a little different. I'm, gonna, I'm going to read it. And it's How did he entirety. find you? Like in an alley? Or? I was, it was actually a draft that I threw out early, and oh, I guess he picked kid. it up. Yeah, yeah. And he threw yeah. it in the garbage. I thought it was a sandwich. You know, like, <laughs> isn't it great that guys that work at Saturday Night Live let uh, a puppet read their uh, rock. He, he threw it Jesus. in the dumpster, and this guy just happened to be living like, there. what do you it. think, puppet? Yeah, so he found <laughs> Get a puppet perspective. 30 Rock no, is but the best I read, dumpster sandwich. I read an early version of it, and uh, I know it's pretty much uh, sticks to the same story, so I, and I'm not speaking out of turn here, but, like, this is so much better than anything Dan Slott could write. Okay? <laughs> oh, shit. Jesus All right? Christ. All right. So if you liked Into the Spider-Verse, this is so much better. Like the characters, um, the versions of Steve are the perfect versions that need to get this story done. Like Steve grows through knowing these characters and he learns a lot about himself and he learns, you know, these characters are, are there to try and make his life easier 
but it, they also like teach him about himself. Oh, wow. And I think that that's really cool and creative. And that's, that does not happen in Dan Slott's stuff. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you. Thank nice, you for that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Absolutely. I should put that on the book. Rug yes. boy. Better than anything Dan Slott can write. <laughs> Look, uh, speaking of, you have some great testimonials. Todd DeZago, we had on the show. He yeah. says, in Team of Steve, Scott Weinstein not only recreates the angst, joy, and madness of being a teen, but definitely juggles four somewhat similar yet very different main characters as all four learn about each other but maybe more about themselves along the way. I love that. the same thought yes. that I... And then Joe <laughs> Kelly. Fucking Joe Kelly, the guy that made Deadpool good after, you know, Leafield just kind of came up with a <laughs> smash together. Hey, I'm going to put Wolverine and Spider-Man together, put a mask on him. Joe Kelly comes in and makes the character while we know today. He said it's human nature to fantasize about lives we might have lived, especially when we're hormonal awkward teenagers scott has put a clever and unique twist on a story of self-discovery with team of steve's a refreshing blend of sci-fi humor heart and steve's uh which of these uh, uh these uh, uh testimonials really blew you away when you got them you have some great ones um i was happy with all of them i was very uh i, I was very lucky um i got i also got one uh from judd winnick and uh one from whitney matheson who's a uh, she wrote the pop candy uh blog years ago for wow. usa um and then tom zoller who's a, a, a graphic novelist also who's done a lot of great books um i there i was all happy i was really thrilled that all of them did that it was it was super cool uh, judd winnick was the guy who did the red hood right he did red hood oh, he does yes. uh, fantastic this, story yeah he does um this this graphic novel series hilo now um it's sort of a younger kid uh, uh all-age kids book but it's which is really good um, and my very favorite thing he did, um, which is Bar- The Adventures of Barry Ween. I don't know if you ever read those. Hilarious. So Hilarious. funny. So funny. Um, but he was super cool. Um, yeah, these uh, I've sort of there were, randomly met some of those dudes. I've, I've kind of got to know Judd on Twitter. Um, Todd, I've known for years from the comic book yeah. world. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. He's, he's super cool. Um, Joe Kelly, uh, I got to know years ago also because he we had a writer at SNL named also named Joe Kelly who oh. had gone, who left the show to go write on how I met your mother. Oh. And I think I was like following comic book, Joe Kelly on Facebook. And he posted a message one day. He's like, I keep getting residual checks for how I met your mother. Oh, and shit. I did not write. On how I met your mother. <laughs> oh, no. Like I want to send these off to the other Joe Kelly. And uh, so I got in touch with him. Like I, I have his contact info. And so we got to know. He was actually getting the other Joe's checks. Yeah, which speaks volumes about how bad the writers' oh my, guild is. What the they, fuck? You don't think they could double check a goddamn address? It's well, I know. Insane. Joe, and the thing is, like Joe, comic book Joe Kelly lives on Long Island, and Joe Kelly, How I Met Your Mother, writer, is out in L.A. Oh, so so I, not, how, not even close. Wow. Like, I can't wait for wrong. someone be named Rugboy. Get some residual. Uh, I get them. There's some puppet getting checks from our show. Yeah. Right. Shit. Uh, this book is 360 pages. Yes. You wrote 360 pages worth of words in order to make coherent fucking statements. I know. I, I, I was amazed by that myself. It was some, there were some days where I'm like, this is, this is garbage. What are you doing? What was the process? What kept you going? Um, I, I, uh, I wanted, I really wanted to put out something on my own. Mm. I've, I've worked for years for other people and, um, I've, I've, I'd done comic book stuff, like you mentioned, which is a lot of fun. After School Agent, great book. Um, our, our friend Chris Sacone yep. was very nice enough to do some illustration, illustrate a couple of them, and they turned out great. 
but it takes time yeah. and they never made a penny. And <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it's so, a big gamble uh, with the comic book. Writing is a way to pin it all on yourself. Exactly. Like just a yeah. book, like prose. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I said, I want to keep doing something, but I can't, you know, I can't ask somebody to donate that much time for nothing. And uh, is this kind of a nice guy? Yeah. <laughs> like a scumbag would have just kept them yeah. going. Right. <laughs> right. Draw me six more books, monkey. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got, I once, you know, once I'm getting into it, like they're bad days with writing, but I, 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 I learned a lot in the pro like how to write a little bit in the process of doing this, like, um, sort of how to keep going every day. Cause it's hard, you know, there'll be days where I sit down and nothing, nothing, nothing's yeah. coming out, yeah. but there's sort of the old adage, the best way to learn to write is to write. And I kind of learned that that's true in the sense of if I sit down and I start writing something, even if it's stream of consciousness, even if it's, I know this exercising the muscle. You, once you get that muscle started Mm. every time it never failed. Every time I'd be writing, I'd write a chapter and I was like, I don't know where this is supposed to go. I'm not quite sure what I'm, what I want to get out of this. But if I did that, if I went through those steps, every time I put the pen down after I finished that, that working on that chapter and walked away, I knew exactly what they needed to be the second I walked away. Mm. But I it, heard that you wrote this down with a pen. I did it with we, a pen. What? Yes. Long wow, hand, the what whole the fucking fuck? book? I can't Holy shit. What the fuck? It's, you know there's no, computers and shit out there. I know. I can't. I, I started out writing the book on the computer, and the very second I couldn't think of something, I flipped over the internet, mm. and no, I was getting nothing done. Mm. Um, so I would just... Uh, I, I was like, I gotta, I'm not gonna make any progress on this. So I started writing in a notebook and it's, I got a lot written in the notebook and then I'd be like, I'd finish, I'd get something done. I had like three notebooks of handwritten stuff that I'd type back in the computer. I'm like, fuck, this is that's why it took five years. So I have to go back and find time to I, type. You didn't hire someone to transcribe this? You did it yourself. You, nobody could read my handwriting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh, wow. One of the, one of the producers shit. of the show once saw me writing in my, writing like notes during read through. Yeah. And he's like, that looks like the notebook from seven. What's in the box? This is a yeah, well, Kevin Spacey's not doing anything. You give him a call. I know. He needs work. He needs work. <laughs> that was David Fincher, I think, wrote all that shit himself. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He did a lot of that. Uh, Yeesh. Funny, one little note on writing, writing with hands, by your hand. I, recently, <laughs> writing, writing, writing. No, because what are you saying? What I'm saying is I've been typing so long, and recently I had to like write something long form, and... The, initially, there was a moment where my hands did not know how to write letters anymore. Oh shit! Yeah, it just it wouldn't. I was like, I felt like I was like, did I have a stroke? My I could not make words because we type so much day to day in the business. Like what you did is a fucking lost art in itself. It's just it writing of, in a notebook. I really enjoyed it. I, I as I the more I got into it, I it, it was freeing to like not to to unplug and like just to be able to do that. I have some questions about okay. it. Yes, go ahead. All right, so when you fuck up, uh-huh. white out? what do you do? You scratch get a black out? marker? You know, just scratch you, it out. You, go, like you do redacted? It, you know? It's You know what? It was looks actually, like the Mueller report? Yes. It looks, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, like, there. I have to post these one day. There are pages where I would, you know, I'd be writing and I'm like, ah, oh, that paragraph's wrong and I go scratch it out and then I'd start the next paragraph, and I'm like, wait, no, I meant to insert this part here. So there's a letter A in the middle with a circle, and then three three pages later in the notebook, I wrote the that what that A insert is supposed uh, to be. It's it's yeah, it, it's but it's so I, you're just like you don't, you don't erase, you just stop and then start writing something else. 
Yeah. And then you like label it. So like this is, this continues from that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, it's like, that's why nobody else could type this up. (laughs) Is it out of order? Some parts are out of order, but most of it's Christ. It's, it's, (laughs) if I waited that I did have trouble with that every now and then, if I, if I went too long and I amassed too much material before typing it in, yeah, I would go back like, what the fuck was I thinking? What is this? (laughs) So was there any, like you didn't do like postcards with plot points to move around and kind of map it out? When I, when I started out, I did an out, I started with an outline. Um, and I, you know, I, you hit the, the inciting incident, the first plot point, midpoint, second plot point and, and the end point. Um, and I started with those and then I sort of, sort of filling in the steps that get to Mm. each of those major Mm. milestones. And, once I got that to some kind of outline that I liked, um, I sat down and started writing. I kind of blocked everything out into roughly what the chapters are going to be. And then I just sit down and write each chapter. And kind of once I sit down and look at like my very, you know, I may have three lines for what chapter one chapter would be, but then I kind of rough out what that is in my head and I go write it out and slowly it started to mass and, I, I, the freeing, the very freeing thing I've discovered in writing, this is my, anyone out there looking to start writing, this is the, the best piece of advice I've learned. Allow the first, second, even third drafts of this go in knowing they're going to suck. Yeah. They're not going to be yeah. what you want. Yeah. But once you accept that and you get it done, you will feel so good that yeah. you had something done. Yeah. Then you go back and you edit it, you rewrite it you find what's working about it. And it takes, I mean, I think I did 11 drafts of this first book. Holy shit. I, Whoa. Jesus. I, That's great you, advice. Do you though. edit your own shit? I edited, um, uh, uh, variations. I go back and I went back and edited my own versions, um, for the first couple of drafts. Mm-hmm. When I got it to a point where I, I, uh, you felt good. What I felt good. I, there are a couple, uh, early readers. I have some good friends of mine who I show, always show that to. Um, and they, I wait, they'd read it. They cut, they get back to me and they'd say, "Oh, this was good. This is this made sense. This didn't make rug boy, for example. Um, <laughs> which this works, this doesn't work." And so I take. Did I give you notes? You did. Hey, yeah, rug boy's giving him notes. Oh shit! Yeah, they were written on like toilet paper. It's kind of disgusting. <laughs> it's written it it on toilet that's paper and bologna. Yeah, yeah. And that's not ink. <laughs> that's <laughs> mustard on bologna. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's mustard. <laughs> I um, think it's mustard. But uh, yeah, I take those notes and I go through and I, I kind of internalize them and some I like and some I didn't and do another draft. And I did a couple of drafts that way. And then as it sort of reached a point where I think it's done, I hired a freelance editor, um, this woman, Bethany Bryan, and she, she took it and she went through my first was to give me notes and also to, to proofread. Cause I just was riddled with spelling errors and grammatical errors. Mm. Uh, again, I went to art school. I don't know yes. these things. Very well. <laughs> um, but uh, she came. She she read through it and she gave me a lot of notes and caught a lot of things that, a lot of character stuff that I hadn't quite fleshed out enough. Uh-huh. Um, there's one of the one of the storylines is um, his the the mother his mother had passed away uh, like five years before the story starts and his dad is now just five years later starting to date again and he's dating this woman and she's kind of not right for the dad but one of Steve's problems is he doesn't he is scared to tell his dad how that he doesn't think this girl, this woman's right for him. Okay. Um, and I had uh, one of Bethany's notes, which was very good was why is you're painting her as one dimensional kind of a bitch mm. flush her out. Like, and why, and if she is such a bitch, why is the father who's such a nice guy? With her. Why is he with her? Mm. And 
I said, oh, that's a really good point. And going in and and finding that opened up a lot of stuff. Um, So those, she gave me a lot of good notes. I did another draft uh, where I incorporated those notes and sent it back to her. And she did another pass, uh, caught a few other little like discrepancies, like timeline things and like, you know, things like, well, how do they get to, you know, how, how do they get from the car to the house? When did they open the door? You you left out all those little parts. Um, So things like that she caught. Uh, and then, of course, spelling errors. Um, and then once it was all done, um, I had to format it. And uh, oh, and then um, I needed a cover. Uh, so another friend of ours from Pratt, Steve Holding, oh. um, did uh, did the covers. And he's um, he did a really cool job with the first one. And he's currently working on the second one right now, which is looking very how cool. Many, uh, how many books in this series? It's going to be three. Okay, nice. Nice trilogy. Um, Yes. If it gets picked up by HBO, seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll refuse to do ten. Uh, yeah, it's always supposed to be that many. Um, um, how much of yeah. the Steve is, uh, or any of these Steves, autobiographical at all? How much of you is in here? Um, a little bit of some traits. I think. I think I tried to tap into some insecurities I had from mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite honestly, I think the dad is me. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of little traits here and there of, him, of me. Um, uh, Where else did you pull like inspiration from? I, I think it was when I kind of came up with the characters with the other versions of Steve. I, as I started kind of thinking about what their lives were, a lot of their personalities kind of came from their environments, and I wanted to make sure they're unique. And I don't know, I just sort of imagined different things about their lives. I don't they don't think they had direct references. There were little things here and there in different moments uh, that came from real life. But um, how much, how oh, there's a moment where the character kind of came alive and you were like, this is what this person would do. And you just kind of followed that in because the character is kind of telling you. Yeah. There was some fun stuff. Like there was one scene, I, one of the scenes I, uh, with uh, this guy with his character, Buck, who is sort of comes from this, this, kind of post-apocalyptic world where it's like ruled by this authoritarian government. And he's sort of loving being in this free world back on our earth where everything's easy to get by. And, um, he gets to go see this movie with, uh, Steve's Steve's dad and his brother. And there's sort of this violent scene. And as I was writing it, I wanted something to happen to him. Like I want, it was a scene where he sort of realized I don't belong in this world. I got to get back. And it's, he was watching like this, just, it's just like a comic book action movie that he goes to see. And he sort of has this, I, I was looking for something and I was like, well, he's like this kind of been in bad battles and stuff. So he has like this, basically a PTSD reaction to it. Like the, and I started, I did a little research in PTSD and I, I, when I did that and it clicked, I was like, Oh, this, I, his reaction in that moment just really came alive. And it felt like, this is a real moment. Yeah. And uh, it was, yeah, there's, it, that was, that's going to be really an amazing fun. feeling. We are like, Oh shit, it's writing itself now a little bit. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> the idea when it happens yeah. feels like it's writing itself. And then I'm like, I got to actually write this. Hold on. <laughs> There's another thing. I think you can help a lot of people who write and create, uh, suffer and deal with 11 drafts. How do you know when it's done? <sighs> that's what I learned from SNL. Ah. It's done. It's got to be done. You Done gotta, is better than perfect is what how, I always How say. different was the version that I read to the final? Is it like like 70% the same or is it 60% the same? All the major beats are the same. Um, I think there's so a lot. you just tightened up some things. I tightened up some stuff. I lost some scenes. Um, I added a lot of stuff. 
but I, I a lot of detail that I didn't have. Because um, from what I, cause I don't want to start talking about it. And you're like, oh, there's nothing to that. <laughs> <laughs> I in this, in this thing. But uh, yeah. Um, so if all the major beats are the same, and uh, basically all the characters. I think you might have lost the character, right? Yeah, I lost. Uh, I had created. Um, I think there were originally five. No, yeah, there were five Steves. Oh, there total. were more Steves. There was. Uh, well, the but, the main Steves are Steven, who is from sort of this super high tech world. There's a girl. Steve, who's goes, who's Stephanie. Wow. And there's Buck who comes from the post apocalyptic world. Oh, wow. I had also added in uh, a cyber version of Steve and then a stoner Steve. Oh, and, stoner Steve should have made it in the book. Come on. Uh, well, <laughs> they, they make, they make reappearances in the sequel, but okay. um, when I went through the first draft, I, I was like halfway through the first draft and S- Steven and, and cyber Steve sort of, I kept giving them the same lines. Oh, and I'm like, these guys are the same. I don't, I can't differentiate. If I can't figure out their difference, yeah. the reader can't. One too many Steves. And so that, I think halfway through, I just dropped him. That was, that's one of those things when you're reading through. I, I, I think that was a great decision because now you can, you have more room for the other characters. Yeah. And there were a lot of characters and Stoner stayed in for a draft or two. You could bring him back in the next book or the third book. Yeah. He comes back in the third one, but there he was, go. he was mainly comic relief yeah. and I had nothing for him to do in the book. Yeah. And so I like I can actually give like these some of these silly lines to Steve himself. Are there him a more stoner characters in young adult sci-fi books? I mean, you might oh, have no. the first. Uh, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there, not anymore. It's, it's I think it's a weird like super politically correct yeah. world yeah. now. But yeah, yeah I, they need to be. Come on, I think fun. there should There's be. It's good. gonna be legal all over. Everyone relax. Hey. Well, where he's from, it's not illegal. That, or maybe that's, it is. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Well, oh, well yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah, we don't. I don't remember. He comes from the Jersey <laughs> where they legalize it. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. He comes from the legal universe. Um, well, look, uh, the, the thing about this. Okay, so it sounds like a cute like like uh, you know I have a bunch of Steves that help me out with my, my life, but. What you're you're dropping, you're not really telling them is that there's a whole sci-fi story that's unraveling. There's a whole universe that's unraveling uh, of characters and motivations, and that can go in some cool places, some cool sci-fi places as well. So um, it does feel like a co- it could be a comic book adventure for a lot in, in a lot of ways. Um, there is a there is a heroic quality to some of the stuff that happens. So. Uh, I, that's why it was entertaining character wise. You have all these great characters playing off each other, learning for, about each other, but then you have this other element that comes in and w- how do they get there? How do these Steve's get there? And like, you know, all this stuff. So I think that it's very interesting and compelling. And I think that anybody who reads, especially a young kid yeah. or somebody that's like 13 or whatever is going to love this. Oh, thanks. So, yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed it and I'm an old fuck. <laughs> So I would say to the listener, if you have cousins, kids, kids that age, or even if you enjoy some solid sci-fi, uh, a sci-fi with heart, there will be a link in the show notes. It will be using our Amazon affiliate link. So everybody wins. You get the book. Scott gets a sale. We get a little commission. Uh, yeah. It's a win, win, win. Uh, Anthony, you, do you have any questions about writing? Does it sound like something you would uh, dig? I asked him about the editing thing. Oh, so. you did. All right, you're done. That's all he's <laughs> yeah. got. All right, real quick, right, I just got to I got to plug real quick. So, um, for a little bit longer, if you have Prime, yes, it's you can read the ebook for free. Oh, um, oh, all right. I think that goes for another couple of weeks or another couple. I'm like the kin- the Kindle version. The Kindle version is free, um, and then the, of course the paperback. That's just order that one. That's How cool. much is the paperback? Ten ninety nine. Oh, that's nothing. 
Yeah, that's nothing. I mean, it's three. It's a big thick. That's a thick ass book too. Three hundred sixty. I'm looking at it right now. I have. A oh, copy. you got a physical copy. That's fantastic. Yes, I did. I support Scott and everything that he does <laughs> because listen, uh, he is a good guy. I love him, and uh, he is a good good writer, and I like his. He thinks the same way I do about yeah. stuff. I mean, way more intelligently, yeah. probably. Yeah. And he's got a good sense of humor. So it's like, I, of course, I want to own this. So oh, thank uh, you, man. It, no problem. I, I hope everyone who loves Rug Boy orders. Listen, this if you lo- you want to show support our friend, support uh, writers, and that uh, and same thing, Scott. That's why we we connected in college. It's like we all kind of like the same stuff. We all kind of had the same uh, tendencies and and like the same aesthetic. So it sounds. It sounds great. I can't wait. I hope they option this into a fucking movie and it becomes yeah, a too. huge franchise. I have not saved any money for my kids' college. So, yeah, this, is, this is the plan. Steve's <laughs> Steve's helps Jesus and his kids He's to got college. two kids. Do they got to get to college. Uh, series of three books. Uh, fantastic. Check the link in the show notes, listener, for a way to get your copy. I want to end this whole thing with a couple of Saturday Night Live questions, Scott, because sure. here's what's been happening recently in the office. I've heard, I've got this question more and more as the years go by and the statement pretty much is oh you still fucking watch Saturday Night Live I'm like oh shit, oh, shit. But basically people are like who watches this now as for myself I've, this is a great way to promote the show no, look, I don't <laughs> need to promote Christ. Saturday Night Live everybody fucking knows it's on a major network I have been watching this show ever There's since lots of things on major networks I was old Jesus enough Christ. to stay up late and enjoy comedy and I've religiously watched this show I've loved every season uh, but Scott, who is your who is your demo these days on the show? Who are you guys talking to now? Well, I, I think a lot of we get a lot of attention for Trump stuff, uh-huh. and I, I, you know, honestly, I think on both sides of the aisle a little bit. I hope on both sides of the aisle, we definitely try to go in. I mean, look, I'm not going to hide it, hide the ball. We hate him, and we try, we yes. certainly <laughs> are not trying to promote him in any way. Correct. But um, I, I think the when we put stuff on the show we try to make it less like he's he's a fucking idiot and more of like everyone can laugh at it yeah um but it, who's our demo now i i don't know i the internet has changed that so much mm-hmm. um i see i hear from a lot of college kids who watch us who will watch like on you know who watch online the next day i don't know how much i, I don't think they watch live anymore but um i see a lot of college kids um i think Anyone who's sort of interested in politics seems to be watching more than they used to in the past. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just, and then from week to week, it just depends. There's the old thing of who's the host, who's the music guest. That'll change our, our ratings. Every I still week. watch it live. I record it, but I knew I was getting old the week that you, uh, on the show, it was like next week and they announced the host and the music guest. And I was like, I have no fucking idea who either of those people are. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Oh uh, shit. This show has passed me it's up. Little, it's, it's a little something. It's usually a little pump. A little, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Little, it, it, little, the guest little isn't juice. for you, Emron. No, it was the, They're not trying to keep the. You suck. Little yeah. Kelly. You're not the viewer anyone no, wants. No, not anymore. No one wants the 40 year old man. I used to home. watch it live when I was sober. <laughs> 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 but now I'm fucking unconscious before it comes on. So I will usually watch the clips on YouTube. I still yeah. love the show. And uh, I watch them all. So it's a. Uh, I like to know what's going on. Has the culture changed in the office in these last? How long you been there? Twenty? How many years? Twenty three years. Holy shit! I know. How different Uh, is it now from when you started? It's there's a lot more people. It's Mm. a lot. It's a bigger operation than it used to be. Oh wow! 
I think uh, the the culture has changed. The type, type of writers we get have changed. The the age the uh, age gap has changed. I mean, I guess I'm sorry, I'm babbling here. My <laughs> uh, I think from my personally, from my point of view, the culture for me has changed because when I started there, I was well, I was an intern in college. Yeah. Uh, and then in the late nineties and now I'm a f- married father of two yeah. living in the suburbs. Um, my role, I think my status in the office has changed in the sense of like, I was a kid for a long time there and now, you must be like a fixture there now. Like you're, yeah. And I sort of turned around and like, I'm the oldest guy in the office That's crazy. and to some points where like, an update like the writers will be like, well dad what do you think this is and I'm like <laughs> Shit, all right that's crazy so sometimes i find myself being a little bit the uh voice of reason and these uh, fucking kids these days a little bit yeah um, but you gotta I, keep getting the kids in keep it going i mean the fact that this show's been on for 44 years though unbelievable it's it's a, it's insane it's very it's and, and I, it keeps sort of reinventing itself yeah, and yeah. finding new new life in yeah. different ways and I think that was why I loved watching this show as the cast would change. You would see a shift in like, here's a new brand of SNL and it's the same, but it's different. And, uh, you know, everyone has their favorite casts and their favorite years. Uh, but I will always, I just, I've always loved the show and I love what they've tried to do since the beginning. So oh, great. Uh, Thanks for watching. Yeah, and you, you, and occasionally I see, I remember when your baby was, uh, the pictures of your baby would be on weekend update every day. I'm like, I bet that's Scott's baby. Every time <laughs> I saw baby. Uh, and sometimes well, you're in there. I'm occasionally I uh, I have a recurring role where they they do a bumper shot now of the update desk being set up. Oh yeah, and you're in there. And I I throw down I put down the scripts. That's I I, I just it's it's uh, what's the what's the word? Uh, uh, fuck, not tradition. I, I routine whatever. routine. Uh, um, like you're doing your job, right? The script's got to get to the thing. Yeah, but it's it's it. Anyways, I, I always I just had a tradition. I put the script down on the desk before the show starts. I could pass it off to somebody else, but I like to. I just it's like, like to a put theater them down. good luck theater thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like superstition. Superstition. Uh, that's that is the, the word, word I'm looking for. Of Thank course, you. the puppet comes up with the fucking word. Nobody. Well, can I know it. what he would meant. Yeah, I thought it was uh, sexual stimulation. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was going for masturbation. Gets, I thought he was going to come through with yeah, it. Gets, <laughs> it gets me excited every week. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. So I, so every now and then you can see me in the bumper shot walking in front of the desk. Uh, and you have a season finale this week. Mm-hmm. Who's on the season finale? Uh, Paul Rudd and DJ Khaled is the music well, guest. You're, you were Imran. You were recording this May fifteenth. It'll be after so, the it airs. Yeah. So. so this week, meaning the already <laughs> occurred go, by the go time online this goes out. And yes, watch you'll it. see DJ Khaled. We're going Paul Rudd is good. In Has time. Paul Rudd been on the show before? I think he's this is great. I think his fourth time. Oh, yeah. DJ. Is he going to do that when he's on the show? You're going to hear a lot of DJ Khaled. I don't know. <laughs> Paul Rudd is great on the show, though. Imran, do you know great. who he is? I know who he is. Do you? I do. I see. You know, I, I used to follow him on Instagram because he's posted crazy shit all the time. All right. And I was thought. While Scott's here, can I ask him a yes. question? Give me your uh, quick thoughts on Endgame. Ah, yes. Let's end with Loved this. It. It's great. Um, it, it's, uh, it was great. I had a great time watching it. Um, I, I cried. Uh, I yeah. laughed. Uh, I actually outed you yeah, uh, on the show. I, I, that, I yeah, watched yeah. it. But, uh, the guy next to me cried. It took me, it's taken me weeks to talk about when he was, uh, 
when he's recording the message for his daughter. Oh, and yeah. I, mm. That just gutted me. That was such a great scene. That's got to hit you as having with yeah. having children and stuff. Oh, it was yeah, and then uh, it's just like his dad did for him too. <laughs> uh, Tony's dad in the in the in the, in the movies. Oh, he left a message for him? Yeah, he was. In yeah. Iron Man 2. Yeah, yeah so the, it's a callback. that no one really likes. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. The video is, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything yeah. is a callback in this movie. Every line, every moment is a callback to another movie in the MCU. It's unbelievable. I saw it a second time with my wife uh-huh. because like two days before we were going to go see it, the first time, she's like, I think I want to see this. Oh, I don't want to miss out. Yeah. And I'm like, there are a lot of movies to see, but we watched <laughs> Infinity War okay, before good, and then good. got tickets and um but yeah the second time like i there was so much i caught just references and lines that i had missed and um i loved it yeah you gotta see it twice it's it's a great movie um it is i talk about finales like i think the marvel universe like i've compared a lot it's just a tv show yep but Mm -hmm. it's a really well done high budget tv show and this was a series finale and it was they just nailed it nailed it satisfying great yeah all the beats are there he likes it yeah Yeah, you guys kind of i think you guys had said it does a little fan service and but it's good fan service exactly it's what you wanted yes but that's what a finale should be it should be like yes because if we're being honest the i infinity war i think is a a superior movie just it's i also think it's well it's much it's as a storyline everything about it is much tighter and better sure Mm -hmm. but but as an end, ending, as a wrap up to tw- eleven, end game eleven is years is the experience. Yeah, though, yes. watching it's it. it's it's a great movie, and it's a thank you for paying attention for ten years, yeah. and this is your reward. It's thank you to the fans. I, you I, can't I even compa- you can't really compare. So, like they didn't really subvert your expectations; they gave you what you yeah. wanted. Yeah. yeah, but but in. But not necessarily. In small ways, in small ways, they they kept you well, guessing. They did yeah. subvert you. Thor's fat. Yeah, you didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he saw that. Thor's coming. not at his but best. He, but, he, but he still kicked ass. Yeah. It's like that, yeah. that. It was just a visual the Hulk thing. Didn't smash. Yeah. How about that? They're subverting. Yeah, that was the subverting that a lot of people didn't like. Hulk fans were like, went out of that movie, like, I don't, I don't like this movie. But um, I liked it as well. I liked it a lot. I just, you know, I. At, I think about the aftermath of the five years, and that kind of just bugs me. But like, other than that, I I really like you think, Scott. You think they wrote themselves in the hole with the five years later? It. I understand why they did it. It's yeah. it was. It doesn't make sense. I mean, there. That's the thing about this movie. Why it's probably not perfect is like. Yeah, the five years doesn't make sense, but you need Tony to have a daughter yeah. who's old enough yeah. to like have that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you to need, sell that that pain yeah you know, sell like that pain. also um when ant-man comes back it doesn't work if it's only been a year right i think he needs that five years to understand at the time how much time has passed and also for his like him emotionally to realize how much he lost yeah i mean you can do you you they could have found another way but i, I doesn't it doesn't bother i mean there's that. also the guilt of tony getting his perfect life while everyone has suffered for like the last five years and had loss and yet here he is yeah kind of yeah oh yeah totally winning. yeah he gets to have it he gets to have his cake and eat it too yeah yeah well i've been, actually i've been thinking about the five years thing and i agree the five years is is rough future continuity wise but the five years does make it believable that the core six would have changed in these ways like black widow has become obsessive yeah yeah steve steve rogers is basically lying to himself yeah tony has completely moved on like i'm done with this hawkeye goes family. fucking ronin hawkeye goes insane yeah mm-hmm. Hulk becomes at peace with himself. Yeah, he yeah. accepts and Thork, it. 
and Thor just falls off the way. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, fuck but it. You need, like, you do need, in, like, a, some sort of time passage for this to all be like, okay, I accept all And it had to be more than a year. It wouldn't have, well, yeah. It would need to be more than yeah. a year. I don't know if it needs to be five, but it would need to be more than I a year. I don't know if people are going to be playing Fortnite in 2023, but whatever. I'll allow it. <laughs> True. And and uh, the whole world falls apart, but they're still making brand new Audis. Yeah. Oh, they had a lot of nice Audis in this <laughs> nice fucking life. movie. Nice just Audis. fucking, yeah. Rich people still got to drive. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That half of a one percent, yeah, point exactly. five percent, yeah, point five left. The, the secret super auto 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 Audi factory. Excellent, Audi factory. Uh, Scott. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. Oh, uh, thank you guys. This has been fun. I am glad we got to do this. I'm again. sorry, it's been four years since in between. Well, when he finishes the next yes, book in next four book more, one more one years. <laughs> it takes me four years to do the next one. Oh boy, Listen, the last- this is like re-election, yeah. baby. Every well, four I, years. I'm gonna say this about the books. I. Very much took my lesson from from Lost. I have written drafts of two and three. I know where they go. Boy, you're not making this shit up. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, it's it's got it. I know exactly where it's headed. The man will stick the ending. He can write endings. Listener, check out the show notes for a link to buy. Team of Steve's rugs. Where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. So just come by and check it out. Show notes can be found at jockandnerd.com slash 274. That's where you're going to find links to everything we talk about. Links to how to buy Team of Steve's by scott written by scott subscribe to the show listener wherever you listen we are now on the pandoras there's no excuse you can't find the show uh follow us on instagram at jock and nerd twitter at jock and Nerdcast, and of course finally tell your friends if you like the show share it post it grab people's phones subscribe them everyone has podcast apps uh and now even in a google search result episodes are playable they just come up if you search talking nerd podcast you can click it right in the google search oh shit very exciting google is Yikes. taking over the world it's a little scary also but uh thanks for listening this week to the jock and nerd podcast my name is imran my name's anthony he's the jock he's a nerd we'll peep you next time <laughs>